Hello and Happy New Year and welcome to this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs. A couple of quick notes before I get into it. First of all, big thanks to Lucian for sponsoring this episode. If you would like to sponsor an episode, please head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Further, I recorded this episode uh, while pretty sick and on cold medicine, so I'm a little bit off my game. And more importantly, uh, there's definitely a place in this episode where Cole says, uh, can you get it? give me a clean take on yeah? And uh, I retake the word yeah, and I can't find it in the episode. And this episode is already going out a little bit late on the early release feed because uh, technical difficulties. So you guys are going to get a little peek behind the curtain for New Year's. This is the sort of thing that you usually have to wait for me to die and get a career retrospective to hear this sort of behind-the-scenes content. But you're getting it now. <laughs> Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Enter the Gungeon, which is a roguelike developed by Dodge Roll Games and published by Devolver Digital for the PC in 2016. Yeah. Uh, and this is another executive produced game. Big shout out to Lucian. Thank yeah. you, Lucian. Thank you, Lucian. Got we me off of my ass to play you. this very difficult game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kicking kicking Cole's ass up and down the street. Yeah. Uh is yeah. the idea. And no, it is a hard game. Yeah, we're we're for, we're firmly in Gary Town right now. This is not the first roguelike that we've done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh it, it has been a little bit of a learning experience for me. Somebody who really has only like dabbled a little bit in Isaac, like never beat or never really beat a run of that uh mm-hmm. to, to to wandering into gary's multi-hundred maybe thousand hour <laughs> <laughs> sicko yeah sicko yes um, yes it really like sicko <laughs> yes yes runs yeah. um yeah this is i i not you know not every one of these games i'm like super into mm-hmm. like i bounced off a of spelunky and such yeah, yeah but uh you know slay the spire into the breach into the mm-hmm. dungeon binding of isaac yes i tend to go pretty hard on these i suppose i did go pretty hard on and uh into the breach into the breach is really good yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, you know not so it's a totally different genre but you know, same, same kind of meta uh, meta structure kind same of thing. rapper yeah. yeah yeah uh for it mm-hmm. yeah and you know we're going to talk about the base mechanics and kind of explain that um we have done into the breach we've also done a straight up rogue mm-hmm. like a more spe- specific one in chocobo's dungeon yes uh final fantasy tales or whatever that was called final fantasy fables um, yeah final fantasy fables thank you um 
but this is the first of these kind of new, uh, what, what are known as rogue lights. Yes. Um, tend to be uh, kind of called. And these are very in. Right now, oh, we've done a Dead Cells as well. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, for, yeah, checked. yeah. That was more of a survey thing, though. I didn't beat a run of that either. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, done, we've done quite a few. Yeah. Um, so this will be a little bit of a weird episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, Cole, you know, good on Cole. Like, literally <laughs> a, a good accomplishment. Uh, beat the dragon which is the uh, the first, like, end boss of the game, mm-hmm. which is difficult. Um, this was something where I had a couple of summers of Gungeon and have put, like, a couple hundred hours into this. Yeah. Um, I just played for, you know, every night for a week to kind of refresh my memory. Yeah. But this is something where, like, I have a, a bunch of uh, background in this. So there will be parts of it that I will speak to that Cole doesn't know, but mm-hmm. also, uh, good job, Cole. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, yeah. There will be things in the notes that I got wrong uh, or vagaries uh, of the way that the mechanics interact that I did not see because that's what these games are, is the interactions yes. of these different systems and just the preponderance of, uh, let's, let's just say, kind of nouns in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, preponderance of nouns and then just the way that all of this stuff, like it's it's got a toy box quality to yes. it. Like the idea yeah. that every run is different and you have these different parts and they're going to be put together in a different order. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that does mean that there are spoilers, like there are people who play these games to learn this stuff, like, you know, yeah. figuring out what these secret mechanics do and figuring out what these items do is a driver mm-hmm. uh, for people. So as much as it's weird, you know, to talk about this for a game with such a sparse narrative, uh, spoiler warning up front. Yes. Um, you know, if you're a fan of this genre and you like mm-hmm. Isaac, you like a uh, nuclear throne, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and haven't played this, you might want to play it yeah. before listening to us explain it. Yeah. Especially if you like, like uh, understanding, like seeing the actual scope of the game unfold to you um, step by mm-hmm. step um, and having mechanics as basic as like your shop revealed only after a certain number of a uh, certain number of throws. A uh, certain number, yeah. certain number of you know, not successful runs, but just even just like attempts. There's just a lot that is that is obfuscated from you at the beginning of this. Yeah, it, it unfolds and it unfolds on kind of a grander scale because there have been three major content updates. Yeah, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But this version of Enter the Gungeon is very different than the Enter the Gungeon uh, when way back when when me and mm-hmm. Nick covered it on Check It Out Comrade right in 2016. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do. Uh, So in this game, you play as one of several Gungeoneers, um, portmanteau of gun and Dungeoneers. There's going to be lots of puns in this. Uh, If you like portmanteaus, (laughs) like you are in for it. Yeah. Baby. Um, But yeah, you play as one of several Gungeoneers attempting to reach the heart of a gun-themed dungeon called the Gungeon. Which sounds like a filthy mm-hmm. word to me. Always has a gunge, like the the, like the, the, the phrase up gun. gungeon. Yeah, so I just the, yeah. The, there's something really unsavory about that that only comes the out Gilkes when you gungeon. say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. Well, specifically if you just say gunge, gun, like adding the yun, like the, the yun and... at the end helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. But gunge is is yeah. pretty rough. Um. Specifically, what they're doing is, uh, you know, the kind of lore of this game, a long time ago on a planet far away, uh, the planet of Gunnymede, uh, there is a uh, this bullet landed on this fortress and created this kind of eldritch dungeon that contains a mythical object called the gun that can kill the past. Right. Um, so because this is very valuable, all these adventurers who have regrets are drawn to this mm-hmm. and get kind of trapped in this uh, this kind of eldritch looping space. Right. 
um, they each have a regret. Uh, there is a way to play those and mm-hmm. uh, and and unlock them and everything. That's kind of your ultimate goal eventually yeah. for each character is to go back and, and undo your greatest regret. Mm-hmm. But relatable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And the way that you're going to do this, the way that this plays, uh, it's a little bit like, um, I mean, Binding of Isaac is a really close comparison. It is also, you know, a top-down twin-stick shooter uh, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this feels really similar to, like, Smash TV, actually, more so yeah. even than uh, than Isaac. Uh, Robotron would be another thing, but like Smash TV with its bullet hell patterns, large enemies occasionally, you know, mixed in with the regular mooks and the multi-screen kind of layout. I got real big Smash TV vibes off of this. You're you're like a Smash TV size, yeah. And this you're a little bit bigger, but you're smaller than Isaac. Mm-hmm. You know, so the playfield is is about appropriately sized. That mm-hmm. um, for people who don't know, when we say twin stick shooter, it means you uh, control the direction you're shooting and moving, and you can shoot in all directions and move in all directions. Yeah. It's twin stick if you're playing with a controller or on a console with a mouse. You know, it's a little bit, a little bit like Hotline Miami. You move around with your WASD yeah. and then aim with your mouse. Yeah. Uh, you have, in this game, a dodge roll, um, mm-hmm. which gives you um, really generous invincibility frames. Yeah. Um, this will allow you to kind of destroy debris, um, very small enemies that are in your path, uh, but it has a long kind of uh, recovery Mm-hmm. to it so you're going to be dodging bullets uh this is kind of a bullet hell uh roguelike um using a combination of these two of dodging and then just moving mm-hmm. um you move faster than all the enemies and you you know you have a lot more um kind of power yep. in just kind of walking out of the way than you think <laughs> that's kind of a, an early lesson in this game is that you don't need to be dodge rolling everything mm-hmm um you know but this is about kind of identifying patterns identifying space safe spaces on the uh on the screen and knowing when to walk out of the way and when to actually fire the dodge roll with its little recovery yeah uh getting a good sense for how generous the iframes are was the first order of business to making me feel like i could do anything in this game Mm -hmm. um you know and just like identifying okay here's what it looks like when something is about to hit me versus here's what it looks like when I can very safely just kind of either stand still or just like move a, move a tap uh, to get away from that. Yeah. Standing still is like really powerful uh-huh. in this game. <laughs> like there's a lot of uh, intimidation yeah. that happens in this game. As I was like kind of refreshing my memory with it, I was just like, yeah, I don't, this is actually not hard. It just looks really, really fucking intimidating. Yeah, and like that, you know, but, go, go back and listen to our Ikaruga Jamestown episode. We talk about how big of a factor intimidation and visual flash is in bullet hell mm-hmm. games, right? Yeah, and it absolutely happens here as they kind of ramp up the complexity with enemies with different kinds of overlapping mm-hmm. uh, bullet patterns. Yeah. Um, on each floor, you also, there is a mechanic uh, called blanks in this. Um, you start with two. Uh, they refill every floor, and these are your oh shit button. Um, mm-hmm. They do a little bit of damage to everything on the screen. They destroy all the projectiles on the screen, um, and they kind of, uh, for like a moment. Yeah. So if an enemy is shooting, it'll destroy everything on the screen and also stop enemies from shooting mm-hmm. for for a little bit. Um, these are like oh shit buttons. These are things like if you are in a situation you can't get out of, they're also kind of grace uh, little bits. You know, if you, like obviously this kind of mastery based game, there are people on YouTube who are like, you know, playing it with no blanks, like yeah, no hits, yeah. no blanks, et cetera. There's Loboses out there. Um, <laughs> but this is, you know, you're not a Lobos. No, uh, you're not expected to be a Lobos. Mm-hmm. Um, and these also play into a boss mechanic, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, these the effects of these blanks can, can be modified uh, with pickups with your uh, with your items. We're going to discuss those later. A uh, bit of a uh, you know foreshadowing here. Everything can be modified with items. Everything about your character, everything about your guns, pretty much uh, can have effects added uh, on onto there. But yeah, I like the mm-hmm. blanks. I like the you know it is a good idea to make your own ship button instead of being a smart bomb that kills every enemy because like no that's boring. I don't want to clear out a room. You know, get, get, getting rid mm-hmm. of every projectile is much more useful to me, especially when you get to the point where every floor is measured by the boss that you draw more so than the rooms that you have to go through. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think getting rid of the bullets is, was a boss consideration. Yes. More than anything with the uh, the kind of flawless boss uh, system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. Um, kind of a difference between uh, this and Isaac um, is there is cover. Like there, there are parts of this where you will be playing a kind of slower paced game than maybe you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hide behind cover that is either the wall geometry, um, this will stop bullets, um, and also break visibility so enemies won't attack you. They'll have to circle around. You can also create temporary to- uh, cover by flipping tables or later flipping other objects. Mm-hmm. Coffins, yeah. Stuff like Coffins, that. Coffins, yeah. Uh, the tables of the dead. Mm-hmm. And the uh, you can do this to create temporary cover and kind of change the battlefield. Yes. So it is a fast-paced bullet hell game, but there are moments of, you know, hanging out in cover while you reload or choose mm-hmm. your weapon, um, or just because there's a sniper at the other end of the screen. Yeah. Shooting, and you know they're about to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the table flipping in this, and it took me a while to realize how worth it it was because initially mm-hmm. it seemed like, yeah, well, I can only absorb like three or four hits from a regular enemy. Like, what's the what's the difference there? No, the difference is actually pretty huge, um, specifically mm-hmm. because of the visibility break. Yeah, and and when you flip a table, it creates it kills all bullets mm-hmm. around it, um, and you're invincible when you do it. Yes. So it's a little invincibility frame mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so each character, you begin with at least one default gun. Uh, and you can also find guns and shops. Uh, there is at least one shop per floor. Sometimes there are multiple vendors in that shop, depending on who you've unlocked. Uh, and there are also chests uh, about mm-hmm. which must be unlocked with keys. Those keys are uh, pickups or uh, purchases. Yes. Uh, two Two treasure rooms. Uh, per floor mm-hmm. um, and your gun has unlimited ammo um, your starting gun yeah there's a differentiation in this game between like unlimited ammo guns and limited ammo guns mm-hmm. uh, they kind of drive this ammo economy uh, which we'll talk about later um, so the uh, there are two treasure rooms per floor you'll always get a chest in there um, they can sometimes spawn bonus as bonus chest just mm-hmm. if you clear a room uh, depending on a stat uh, yeah. which we'll talk about called coolness um, <laughs> but uh one of these, if you just open the treasure rooms, one will always have a gun and one will always have a passive or active item. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're guaranteed to get a gun uh, on your bonus item you get from beating the boss if you have uh, not picked up one yet. Right. And this game has like 300 plus guns. Like there's a billion guns in it. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about the ways that those can vary later. It is not just, you know, fun gimmicks uh, that you get. You know, the gun that fires planets or what have you. Um, yeah. you know, the subtle differences actually make it pre- a pretty big deal there. Um, but yeah, that, there's, there's a really wide gamut of them. And there's also like this thing where you, what I found as I played it, I would like reevaluate guns mm-hmm. that I thought were kind of shitty. 
yeah. uh, but are actually pretty good depending yeah. on the situation. Like, uh, for example, there's a KC, which is a melee weapon. It's a mm-hmm. bat. Um, that's very good. Yeah. Actually, like that's a, that's an excellent weapon um, if you know how to use it. Or like the flare gun. Um, I used to think it was just shit, but it's actually yeah. like really good for the first couple of floors. Yeah, I was initially pretty put off by the Mega Blaster. Uh, you can get Mega Man's mm-hmm. Hand Blaster. No, that thing rules. <laughs> like it's, it's so one good. of the best guns in the game. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, incredibly ammo efficient. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, just the spread on this thing is ridiculous. The range isn't isn't that good. And then I finally realized, oh, okay, now I see what we're doing here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but that the, the, the idea that if you do not pick up a gun on the floor, um, kind of makes, uh, if you do not pick up a gun on the floor, you're guaranteed to get one as your bonus item from beating a boss, you know, that creates situations where, you know, after I got comfortable with the first two floors of bosses, I would rush to the boss, beat him just so I could get a better gun, possibly mm-hmm. like throw the, you know, throw the dice on that, um, and then go explore the rest of the floor. Yeah. Well, you can do that. The other thing you can do is you can make sure you pick up a gun before the boss if you're trying to load up on passives. Yes. You know, because a lot of times passives, you know, active items are are really kind of a flipping a coin mm-hmm. in this, but passives tend to be very good. Yeah. There yeah. are a few bummer passives, but passive items are really, really good in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so reloading is pretty important. It's one of the major ways that guns can differ from each other. You do have to reload. Um, like clip mm-hmm. size and reload time are a really big deal. Uh, you will automatically re- reload at the end of a clip. Uh, some guns will fire a special bullet at the end. Um, so that kind of discourages you from reloading early, but you can reload early with a press of a gun when you, or with a, with a gun of a button. Not everything is guns, Cole. This game, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you can reload um, early with a press of a button if you have a moment. And you do have to, it doesn't just automatic reload, automatically reload when you're out of bullets. You have to tap shoot again. Yes. Uh, to do so, which ended up actually being like a big point of contention when they were making the game. Mm. Uh, which we'll talk about when we talk about development. Yeah. Um, your non-starter weapons tend to, there are a few exceptions, but tend yeah. to have limited ammo. Um, so this kind of drives this ammo economy in the game where you, uh, do I use my better gun for just common floors? Or do I save it for the boss? Mm-hmm. Um, you can replenish this with a couple items and then also ammo pickups, either full ammo or half ammo for the weapon that you picked up and then a quarter for every other gun mm-hmm. you have are those half stacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those used to be one of the big changes in this game uh, with those advances is those used to be so rare. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When this game first came out, it was very, very hard to reload things. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was because they wanted you to use all of the guns yeah. and they wisely left that behind. Yeah. I felt pretty, I felt like the rate of ammo drops was actually pretty good. Um, it kind of kept mm-hmm. me on a good, uh, like, you know, um, kind of riding, uh, riding a line very cannily, I would say. Yeah. It would be, it'd be bad if you never had to worry about ammo. Right. Uh, when you get one of those, you want to, uh, you probably want to pick that up, pick up the gun, pick up the, uh, the, the ammo pickup, because if you don't, uh, it may be snatched away by our buddy uh, slash worst enemy, the resourceful rat. Yes. Uh, he's kind of like a little Dennis the Menace-like character. <laughs> he's an like instigator. A little, yeah. a little instigator, a little annoying goblin. Um, <laughs> and you know, so he will pick up things that you leave behind. Um, you can scare him off yeah. uh, if you walk back in the room and shoot him. Mm-hmm. But eventually he'll get it. Yeah, yeah. He will never so, go he will never go away entirely. 
Um, yeah. So well, you yeah. can you can beat him. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you know he's a hidden boss, but oh, does he go away permanently rest. after that? No, oh. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, you can you can get uh, you can get some items that mess with his mechanic okay. of picking up items and stuff. But I I've so I've only beat him a couple times. Okay. Uh, is the hardest boss in the game uh, for <laughs> for my money, and uh, the times that that I have, I haven't noticed mm-hmm. if he shows up after that. But you can get um, if you get all of his items, you become the you get like a resourceful rat costume, mm. and then you can leave items around. Oh, nice! So but then you have a to dress up like the resourceful rat, and you have to be you reminded like of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you're wearing a visor backwards. <laughs> no, you know <laughs> the. Uh, Shame. Um, so you mentioned uh, there are lots of passive items I think you find or buy. These affect either your character, your stats, uh, each of your bullets. You can also get uh, active items that are either consumable uh, or, you know, they're very powerful. Or you can get ones that operate on this type of cooldown. Um, you can't just wait and just spam this. Enemies have to be around yeah. for it to cool off. Yeah, because when you clear a room, it's cleared. You know, if it was yeah. the case that it was just straight up cooldown, then, you know, there's no risk in... Uh, uh, waiting for that yeah yeah and if it sounds like we're like blowing over like oh they just talked about passives no we've got a whole like header down down the outline about passives yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about yeah. like but it, yeah good we're also not gonna talk about all of them because there's right. hundreds and hundreds of all of this stuff so <laughs> yeah, don't expect too that. much please do not expect yeah. that yeah. yeah uh as far as health goes um it's pretty simple you start out with three hearts uh with most of the characters uh there's one exception that i think i'm aware of um mm-hmm. and generally taking a hit from a regular bullet will drain uh one half of one heart yes uh, you get health back from random drops you can also buy health from the shop there's an npc that will heal you mm-hmm. and you can uh if you find a health pickup and you don't need it it can be saved for later mm-hmm. and it shows up at this very cute little uh, i love thing that full thing of blood. i want i want, yeah. <laughs> I want the blood dispenser carry <laughs> I would like a blood dispenser. I want hot and cold blood on tap. Um, yeah, not in like an H.H. H. Holmes kind of way, like, you know, in, in a gungeon way. Yes, yes. Um, love it. Your uh, health pool can be expanded with items um, or by flawlessly beating a boss. Uh, beating a boss without being hit. Is it without being hit or is it without losing a heart? If you have armor. It's without being hit. I, gotcha. I wish armor protected you. Uh, that's a difference between this and Isaac, mm-hmm. which also has a, a flawless boss uh, mechanic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, you actually get an item for that. Okay. Um, those are called master rounds. So it's always an item, but those mm-hmm. only appear when you uh, defeat a boss without being hit. Yes. Um, and that is a way for you to assuredly and for quote unquote free uh, to expand your, uh, your, your health pool. Um, obviously mm-hmm. it is something you always want to try to do. I don't know why you would try to be taking a hit, but uh, yeah, the probably the most and, frustrated I've gotten in this game has not been on like dying in a dumb way. It has been getting very near to the end of a boss and taking a stupid hit that I should have been able to get out of out of the way of. Yeah, that that is a bad feeling. And this is a, a mechanic as much as I love this game. I think that they should have taken a darkest dungeon route and made this something you could change in the options. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you get the like just have a. a, a ramp up mode or something yeah, where you always yeah. get a health pickup every every round mm-hmm. um because it's very frustrating and you you kind of go through an arc where you're like god this is the worst fucking thing in the world <laughs> to oh i can actually like beat some of these bosses this is cool yeah to yeah. it's actually not that big a deal if i take a 
you know, a chump hit on the first floor. Yeah. You know, on the first floor boss, because I can make that up on the second and third floor where, Mm -hmm. you know, the bosses are also tend to be doable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't actually just to get through the the dragon to get through the main beat beating the game. You don't have to have a huge health reserve kind of once you get your feet under you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can end up with, you know, red hearts, almost you know, across the screen yeah um you know through kind of various items and, and techniques and stuff so it ends up feeling incredibly frustrating um it is a weird design choice i know from the slack that it personally like turned off a bunch of people who were like <laughs> oh, cool they're covering gungeon i'm finally gonna play that and then we're just like i can't do that it's too frustrating <laughs> to take a hit and I, you, I, you I, really I, have to get rid of that perfectionism and it, it's really hard to yeah like uh, I, to get I, rid of it i mean I, i'm the one who brought up the annoyance i can't see it being a, a, a make or break factor with uh with 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 the, with the game different different psychographics right yeah <clears throat> some people just cannot handle missing out on that you know that opportunity cost yeah yeah i wonder i wonder if i wonder if somebody who is uh reacting poorly to this is also a kind of person who um enjoys say like a devil may cry where you're raided after encounters and boss fights and stuff yeah yeah uh-huh. and and we'll we'll redo an encounter yes. if they get a bad grade yeah. mm-hmm yeah. yeah um i mentioned armor there armor is really good um it acts like spirit hearts from uh for, for, from isaac uh they mm-hmm. so these are just full hit points um there's no half armor uh that you can lose uh but you will find mm-hmm. these around uh they are added onto the top spirit hearts armor uh they can be lost but not normally regained you have to find new armor um a nice thing is losing a point losing a point of armor will shoot off kind of this limited blank Yes, um, which gives you a little bit of breathing room because mm-hmm. you've been hit. Uh, it can also do all the things that blanks can do that are kind of miscellaneous things, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, which we'll talk about. Um, but unfortunately, it does still count as getting hit by the boss. Yes. Um, oh well. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, the gungeon has five floors. Uh, these are called chambers. Everything is a gun pun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get more difficult uh, as you delve deeper. Right. So first chamber, fairly easy. Second chamber, still pretty decent. And then it starts really kind of ramping up with three and four. Yes. Um, and each floor is made up of randomly selected rooms. These rooms are handcrafted. They're not procedurally generated, but the way they're put together is random. Yes. Um, with the way that I read them describe it is like the constellation is uh is Mm -hmm. is randomized but the uh, but the actual stars are hand done and like the contents of the room will be randomized too like enemy loadouts Mm -hmm. and stuff like that each floor kind of has its own um has its own enemy pool that it pulls from um yeah you know stronger enemies will be introduced on uh on on later floors um and this is good i i like that they have handcrafted these rooms i don't know how you would get something um tight by doing proc gen on uh you know every single aspect of this yeah, it would, it would it wouldn't work. Yeah, you know, and what what part of the uh, feeling of mastery of this game is learning an order of operations for a specific room? Yeah, yeah. Like there are rooms you'll run into kind of over and over mm-hmm. uh, that there are specific tricks to. Yeah, and kind of like instinctively recognizing them mm-hmm. and, uh, is, is a big part of this. Yeah. So if you're somebody who plays roguelites and you want to never see the same thing twice, that may sound like a bummer um you know because you are going to see the same thing twice however like you know even after putting about 20 hours into this and going through the first two specifically the first two floors many 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 times there were still Mm -hmm. new rooms that i had not seen before 
um yeah each of those updates added tons of rooms yeah you know so there are a lot of different rooms to work with and you will be different Mm -hmm. like you'll probably have a different loadout and everything so it still has that that appeal yes uh to it um so basically the basic flow is you arrive on the floor and you start exploring Mm -hmm. um clearing out rooms once you enter a room you cannot leave until all the enemies are dead um and you make your way towards treasure up you know clearing the floor if you want to etc um certain rooms have teleporters in them so you can backtrack mm-hmm. uh this is really great i wish isaac had this oh god i love this because um, some of these floors yeah. get pretty big and backtracking through an empty room sucks mm-hmm. yeah uh, even though you do move faster yeah when there's no enemies which is a really great touch mm-hmm yeah um and as you fight you are you know risking your health and risking your resources to accumulate your money um in the notes i call these casings i guess they call them shells um mm-hmm. you know uh, we're not going to be gun gun term particular particulars here uh but uh, you get money um that you mainly are going to end up using uh using in the shop uh that's available on each floor mm-hmm. you know and each of these shops has a handful of items that are available uh, randomized and pulled from a pool that is kind of expanding as you unlock stuff in the game. Yes. Uh, you're also finding pickups, uh, which include, you know, ammo, which you mentioned before, and health, but also keys that you're going to use to open up chests. The key economy is very important in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, chests are ranked by color, brown being very common. Uh, then it goes up to blue, green, um, kind of red, yeah. uh, black, and then rainbow. And rainbow chests uh, have a lot of items, and they're very good, and they're incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Unless you play a certain mode. Oh, yeah. Um, and each item uh, kind of has a rarity associated with it uh, from D up to S, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're, 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 uh, that determines their cost in the shop, and that determines which, uh, which, of, the, which of the chests are going to show up. And when we talk about that key economy, you might think, okay, so should I just skip over a brown chest if it's not going to have good stuff? Like, it, I have found good, very good stuff in, uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in brown chests, and brown chests seem to very frequently, not all the time, but frequently enough to make it worth it, um, kind of refund you a key. Uh, when you open mm-hmm. up, like there'll be a key inside. So it generally, like they find a way to make those not just like, you know, foghorn when you get in there. It's very rare. Like every once in a while, you'll get a kick in the dick yeah, kind of chest. But you ba- you basically want to open every chest you can mm-hmm. and then prioritize the higher quality ones. But if you have the keys, brown chests are worth it. Um, yeah. There are some of the, you know, some of the best items in the game will show up in brown chests. Like you yeah. get the sling. Uh, which is just an incredible boss killing weapon. <laughs> um, and the Casey, as I mentioned before, uh, which is very good. Yeah. Um, the melee weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh, so you make your way through the dungeon uh, and either when you're comfortable or when you find it, you fight the boss um, after which you can go one floor deeper yep. uh, to things. And it being a roguelike, if you die, uh, you, that's the end of that character. Um, you see a little stat screen that shows every pickup you've gotten, uh, what killed you, and then you can uh, either go back to the breach to pick a new character or do some of the meta progression, or you can just start over. Yeah. Um, and you lose all those guns and pickups, and the floor is all randomized again. Mm-hmm. You are starting over. You're starting fresh anew, but not as if you just fired up the game after installing it. No, there is a meta, pro- uh, meta progression that we've kind of alluded to before. Um, mm-hmm. As you go through the gungeon, uh, you will uh, occasionally find keys that let you unlock these jail cells that have NP- NPCs in them. Uh, and uh, uh, many of these NPCs are going to go back to the starting zone, uh, the breach, mm-hmm. of course, gun, gun names. 
um, and others will kind of randomly appear throughout floors and issue challenges to you and offer rewards. Once you unlock these NPCs, they remain available to you. I have not been able to determine like like when you're going to find one of these. Like the biggest thing that I saw was like, oh, this this person will mostly appear will only appear after you've beaten the dragon once. This person will only appear after you've uh, 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 cleared a past once. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, for the for the most part you know, you, you unlock them at a steady clip mm-hmm. when you first start the game and then it kind of trickles down Yeah, no. uh, until you eventually get them all. Um, as you beat bosses, um, you get a currency called hegemony credits. Uh, hegemony. I always get that. I mispronounce that a lot. Be mm-hmm. prepared. Um, this is the name of the human space empire in this universe. Um, they're not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I a mean, lot of your characters are rebelling against them. Maybe something about the name hegemony uh, implies yeah. that they're not great. <laughs> yeah, the, the imperial hegemony of man or something is what it's something. called. Something, yeah. Um, and you spend these, uh, so these do carry over. After you die, you get to keep these mm-hmm. back at the breach, and you spend them at various shops yeah. um, to add guns and items to the rotation pool. So you're not right. buying the item, you're buying the chance for it to show up on a run. Mm-hmm. I never found this, and I never found an NPC who can do this, and I never um, saw in my research that one of these could pop up. Is there, is there somebody, is there a way to take a gun out of rotation if you don't like it? There is not. That's there a really good not. idea. Okay. Uh, but that, yeah, it's something that there I've seen not. in, uh, in other, uh, roguelikes, specifically, uh, dead cells. You can, you can spend resources if you mistakenly buy those fucking boots. Uh, but that's a different <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it would be a cool addition. I, mm-hmm. the, the developers of this were really generous with post game content. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of the expansions are, are huge, like lots of extra floors and stuff. Um, and I think they're just tired. Well, no, I'm just asking but for I, I one more thing. Really it's just a button. Yeah, just, Come on. Just, just while you're there, while you're at the fridge, <laughs> can you, can you grab me an item that erases guns from the pool? <laughs> yep. Um, can you buy me a gun that can get uh, rid of this gun? <laughs> gun shooting gun shaking my damn head. Um, the, so, uh, as you play the game, one kind of the grander meta progression you're doing is acquiring these special items, uh, on each floor, these five pieces of, uh, the bullet that can kill the past. Mm-hmm. Um, ordinarily when you beat the game, you run into the gun that can kill the past, but you need the specific bullet. Um, and if you have all of these, you can enter the past. Otherwise though, once you defeat the fifth boss, uh, the high dragon, um, you go to a place called the aimless void mm-hmm. and you fire a bullet. Uh, if you have just a regular bullet, you just go back to the gungeon. Cause you just kill um, yourself. <laughs> Cause you kill yourself. Cause the, go- yeah. the gun that can kill the past, uh, uh looks it's, like it's like a, a Roger Joker Rabbit prop. gun or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Joker prop. It's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, it just fires back at you. Uh-huh. Um, so if you don't use the special bullet, you start over. If you use a special bullet, you go to a story scene, uh, with that character that you kind of start over with a fresh loadout. Yeah. Um, these are all universally like charming and super cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, and relatively easy. Yeah. From what uh, I saw, I never did one of these cause those items are kind of hard to get. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be getting those if you're just beating the dragon by the, uh, by the skin of your teeth, but they're cute. Yeah. I, I like them and they're really inventive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a couple of them are hard. They tend to be pretty easy mm-hmm. and that's you, you've beaten it with a character once yes. you've beaten their past. Right. Um, you have to beat with all the four main playable characters to unlock the sixth chamber bullet hell, uh, which has the real final boss, the architect of the gungeon, uh, mm-hmm. the lich, uh, that level sucks. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, the other kind of bit of meta progression is the elevator. Did you fuck around with that? 
at all? Uh, no. So, uh, like the shortcut kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I got that guy and I was never able to get like everything that he needed. Uh, I just, well, like I, I ran into like a money crunch is, you know, yeah. cause he just, he asked for an awful lot. He's, he's really greedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy who will fix a elevator so you can start later in the gungeon so you can skip floors. Is, so, um, I mean, the, the thing that I heard from people who really like Spelunky is that the, 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 the shortcuts are kind of a, uh, kind of a sucker's game because you want to yes. go through those early levels to get pickups, right? It, it is the same here. Okay. Uh, in gungeon, every floor you get, uh, him to, to fix the elevator, uh, for mm-hmm. you get an item unlock which is why i did it okay but i never actually do shortcut runs it also unlocks boss ru- boss rush okay uh mode if you get all of them mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a, it's a big bummer so yeah. i'm glad you didn't engage with it very much mm-hmm. um the way that works is you ask for like you know absor- exorbitant amounts of keys and money and stuff basically mm-hmm. you know can you beat this floor without powering up on it yeah you know um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the, you know, and it makes sense because you're going to be skipping that floor if you use the shortcut. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you get through the first floor and give me three keys and a hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. If you can get through it without spending three keys and a hundred dollars, you're probably ready to start the second floor yeah. without having gone through the first floor. But it's like, I don't know, you know, unless something dumb happens, you know, going through the first floor or even the first two floors, like I'm investing 10 minutes of time on a run to go through two mm-hmm. floors to potentially get things that are going to make me much more successful when I get to the parts of the game that are more dicey. Right. So it feels, it feels worth it. And I'm playing the game to get items. Mm -hmm. Like I'm playing the game to make a cool build. Yeah. You know, I don't want to skip over the easy floors that Mm -hmm. might give me really, really killer shit. And like from a psychological standpoint, beating the early floors gives you confidence before you go into Mm -hmm. the part that you don't, that, that you have trouble with. And, right. and master round so you have more health like yeah. I, the shortcut system in this i don't think is super good yeah yeah, yeah. um let's talk um, about the aesthetics of this uh yeah. just gonna before we get into the specifics here we generally we end the generalities with aesthetics and the development history um i love the way this game looks uh not only it's is beautiful. it like detailed and gorgeous but the character designs and animations are so fucking adorable everything is really cute like we we're talking about a gun themed thing and like uh-huh. i think i think guns are bad in yeah. the real world i think they're unesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. uh this is so fucking cute um just the bulletkin the uh, little the, basic the, bullet guys the, the, the like the way little that they toddle cycle. oh my god yeah their toddle cycle <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah it, it, the, the uh the final evolution of the <laughs> um the, the, uh, they're just incredible like everything mm-hmm. is so cute and some of the things are really cool looking yeah you know like did you uh did you run into the high priest uh yes uh yeah, that's a really fucking of cool looking yeah he's <laughs> like a cool looking boss it's mm-hmm. not cute it's just cool yeah um you mm-hmm. know it is it is aesthetically you know Close to best in class for this genre, I think. Yeah, top, top notch. Uh, I love, I love the designs. Even just like the like the sounds that the bullet can make when when you kill them. Like it's a little bit mm-hmm. like they've got big serve bot appeal. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. you know even stuff outside of the bullet can. You know this is something that like you know occurred to me back when I was watching like Adventure Time, especially in the early episodes where it was more cute um and less and less serious but just the idea that like you can make a piece you know you can you can make anything into a fun character by putting an adventure time face on it kind of yes. that th- th- that that same thing happened happens here 
uh, has has yeah. a little bit of the same kind of appeal to it. Very good. Well, and it, and it permeates everything. So it's yes. not just how things look and how cute they are and the sounds. It's the kind of the creativity. Yes. Like the 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 writing uh, in this is very fun, full of gun puns uh, in it. Really, really dense. Like everything mm-hmm. is is a gun pun, um, and then everything is like. You know, to come up with like, hey, you come up with 300 different fun gun ideas. <laughs> They're really creative in a way that like matches the aesthetics. Like mm-hmm. an absolutely garbage gun uh, is the lowercase r, which I think is incredibly fun. Yeah. It's a lowercase r, uh, the letter, which looks <laughs> yeah. a little bit like a gun. Yeah. And it fires out the word bullet with somebody going bullet <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever you shoot it. It's really <laughs> shitty. It's real bad. But you can get that. And then you can get an item that gives it a synergy where it starts saying rocket. <laughs> Because it shoots and it shoots rockets. It starts, you know, so good. Um, you can get different synergies where it says different words. Uh-huh. So like you can get uh, gold things and it starts saying things about wealth. Yeah. Like it starts saying money, cash, <laughs> and stuff when you shoot. It's real and there's voice work for it. It's uh-huh. very very charming. Yeah. Um, that's just that you're already detailed, but there's there's so much of that mm-hmm. in this. It, 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 it feels full of it. it feels like they took every opportunity possible to like put something delightful and cool into it. Uh, which mm-hmm. is a little bit underselling it because it seems like, oh, they just stumbled across it. No, they made every opportunity here. And like, you know, we're talking, we're, we're, we're heaping a lot of praise on like the creativity here. Some of the guns are references. They're pulled in from other, from other games or other, a lot you of know. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Or like even like, you know, movies and stuff like you, you can get the, you can get the gun from Blade Runner. You can get Deckard's mm-hmm. gun from that. Um, and Judge Dredd's gun. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Mega Hand earlier, Mega mm-hmm. Man's gun, and uh, the Heroin, which is Samus's gun, mm-hmm. uh, are two of the best, like you know, bread and butter guns that you can get. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, incredibly good room clearing guns. Yes. Yeah. But they're like fun adaptations of those gameplay ideas that are brought in. Um, yeah. And, this. I mean, this feels even more fun when they start bringing in like weird stuff, like melee weapons mm-hmm. that are kind of like guns. Like you get the uh, gun that has a boxing glove on the end. <laughs> And it's kind of a melee weapon, you know, uh, so in the Gungeon, uh, we'll talk about curse like at some point. Yeah. Um, but the Gungeon doesn't like melee weapons. Like mm-hmm. if you have something like that, like you'll get cursed. Um, but like they'll, or like a stick, there's like a stick you can get like the board uh, yeah. that stretches out that you smack people with. Uh huh. Like it's, it's, it's very creative. Yeah. My, my, my favorite thing, the thing that made me like laugh out loud, like a lot of this is like smile out loud, but there's just a gun that you pick up called the sh- shell. And yes. it is a gigantic uh, shotgun shell that shoots shotguns <laughs> that then fire when they hit. <laughs> that then fire when they hit. So it's like it's a way to yeah. shoot around corners because the direction that the shotguns are going to fire is you know randomized depending on how they land. Um, but like the description in the Ammonomicon, which is your big uh, kind of bestiary and you know item description thing, it's half like functionality description, but also half lore kind of thing. For the shell, it's like oh, so and so. F- figured well everything in the dungeon is a gun what if ammo could be a gun <laughs> but like it mm-hmm. couldn't hurt to try or something like that <laughs> yeah it's it's very cute yeah like yeah and some of those are not very uh you know efficacious mm-hmm. when you pick them up but they are just really charming yeah you know the first time you're like holy shit this is great <laughs> love it uh the music is also really good mm-hmm in this uh excellent soundtrack it's composed by indie hip-hop artist uh dos one i think dos uh, one is, uh, i don't think yeah. it's dosion or doson it's dosido yeah uh, i know jeremy is a big fan of of dos one mm-hmm. i don't know if we're saying it right and yeah. i don't think he listens to the show so we'll never know yeah um 
but yeah, the, uh, the soundtrack is great. Yes. Uh, the intro song, uh, to this is, uh, like kind of a pop mm-hmm. banger. The, the, <laughs> the credits song, Gary. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's incredibly good. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a rap. It's a, it's it's a little. Uh, it's like an end of credits like rap about Zorro or whatever. Yeah, no, I was I was, li- I was literally going to pull that up from the Simpsons when they went to see the Mask of Zorro or whatever. Z to the O to the double R. Yeah. Oh, the the poke of Zorro. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the music in this is uh, is is real good. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was made by four employees of Mythic Entertainment. That was strange to me uh, because I mm-hmm. would not associate them based on their. Uh, I, I would not think that people who came out of the studio that made Dark Age of Camelot um, and like later Ultimate on- Online uh, expansions. Mm-hmm. I, I would not associate them with making something like this. Let's say yeah. there's even a Dragon Age Two connection. They assisted with Dragon Age Two. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, we didn't plan that, of course. Of course. Um, they started the company in 2014. The company's called Dodge Roll Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they named their studio based on the specific Dodge Roll from Dark Souls. Um, they are all huge Dark Souls fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that comes through in a lot of this. Um, you know, specifically, like, the way the boss fights yes. uh, are kind of um, made to be challenging. And then also... Uh, that mechanic and how that feels like they talked about trying to find something like uh ikaruga how that allows you to avoid bullets yeah um and going with this instead which i like significantly more than i like the color change Mm -hmm. mechanic of ikaruga absolutely yeah so one of these developers dave crooks uh he was listening to a soundtrack for a vlambeer game called gun gods with a z um he thought of the pun gungeon and he said well why don't we make this into a game you work on for five years (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, enter the gungeon. Yeah. Why not? And they were, they were like, cool. Okay. You know, like, you know, what is it? Um, so they, they hashed it out. They sat down at lunch and like figured out the lore and figured out what the gungeon was and kind of came up with all these ideas. Um, over the course of development, they had a couple, uh, different, you know, things they changed. Um, as mentioned before, um, they decided to make individually handcrafted rooms and then mix them up with a randomizer. Um, they also originally had an active reload system similar to Gears of War. Yeah. Um, and then they switched that for an auto reload and that was too fussy. And then they had an auto reload, but that wasn't tense enough. They like this moment where you have to reload and kind of dodge bullets while you're helpless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they ultimately landed on that. And there's a little Easter egg. You can get an item that gives you the uh, gears of war reload. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do it, you have more power. It makes uh, the game so much more stressful. <laughs> it's so hard. I hate yeah. that item. Uh, <laughs> like, Same I thing with, uh, uh, what is it? The, the cool rad gun? Yeah. The rad gun. The or rad whatever gun. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> like, uh, like yeah. Gears yeah. of War is a much slower game, you know, and like you're in cover, you know, it's a cover shooter. So like the active reload makes makes sense for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Here it makes a little bit less sense. I'm very happy they decided not to rely on that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, are there any other details about the game's development that I didn't throw in here that uh, the, that you're aware of, Gary? No, I mean, those are, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very charming. Yep. to me these four dudes just being like hey gungeon and then coming <laughs> up with this much stuff like they they talked about making all these guns and boss ideas and kind of you know it felt very holistic when i was reading about it like they would uh just come up with an idea they're like hey uh um i don't know 
bullet king and then they would be like what is a bullet king mm-hmm. uh and then design it you know hand it over to their their programmer who would you know make these bullet hell patterns yeah for that character so it's this very collaborative like it's kind of the dream you know when yeah, you think about like yeah. i have lots of good ideas but i don't know how to program for shit mm-hmm. um you know you want someone just to take your your cool fun idea and just make it yeah into a cool fun game thing mm-hmm. it feels like you know i'm not to, not to undersell the idea people in this but it sounds a little bit like that was their their workflow yeah, yeah. and that sounds fucking awesome mm-hmm. to me yeah um and obviously we see the end result the end product is very good uh mm-hmm. yeah so there were two major updates post game launch along with kind of a final one that was a was a little, a little bit smaller uh, mm-hmm. The first was Supply Drop, released in January of 2017, so about six months after the initial release, I think, uh, adding more enemies, guns, uh, and room layouts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, what was the big theme around Supply Drop? Um, just you know, just add, more. Just more? Yeah, I think there's just more stuff to it. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the two final ones were much bigger. Yeah. Um, so Advanced dra- Gungeons and Dragons. Uh, was released in 2018. Um, this added a lot more weapons, enemies, uh, play modes. So I think this is what added uh, rainbow mode um, and uh, the speed run mode. You can do yeah. turbo mode, things like that. Um, it also rebalanced things. Yeah. Uh, Supply Drop did that a little bit. Advanced Gungeons and Dragons made this kind of the game it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who play this and bounced off it, it used to be harder. Gotcha. Um, it was very common to get to the fourth floor and run out of ammo. Mm. Uh, for everything except for your starter weapon and it was shitty it felt bad Mm -hmm. yeah no i would not like that very much at all mm -hmm. yeah they made it uh, much more generous with advanced gungeons and dragons that's good um you know we're going to talk about those mechanics as if they were always part of the game but i understand this has been you know had a very long uh, a, a very long development cycle where stuff was thrown back in. They, uh, mm-hmm. I, I also really respect and admire this. They had a third major update in the works, but they canceled it because they were tired of working on the game. Uh, yep. They wanted to go on to make something new. <laughs> this has been my job for five years. Yeah. Um, can you imagine? You, you can see, hey, like we're pretty good at coming up with cool new ideas. I want to come up with different kinds of cool new ideas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've explored this play space. Yes. Um, but then they went and made the uh, the farewell to arms update, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yes. Uh, that added a couple final secret characters who are kind of rewards mm-hmm. uh, for it. And then uh, a final uh, couple secret floors. Um, it's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very beefy uh, update. Is this where so they, they added they like the, right the, the Ubliette and stuff like that? Or? Uh, the Ubliette was always there. This is where they added um, the final two uh, secret characters, so the Paradox and gotcha, the Gunslinger. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, who are both immense amounts of fun. And then also the uh, Rat Floor, which I think is actually really obnoxious, but is really creative. Mm-hmm. So, Gotcha. Um, yeah. There's a spinoff kind of sequel to this called Exit the Gungeon, mm-hmm. um, created by Dodge Roll for iOS, uh, originally an Apple Arcade exclusive. Um, you can now get this on other platforms that's cool um this is uh kind of a roguelike side scroller but with arena based rooms yeah um you don't really scroll very much it's more of like a side game yeah it it, kind of looked like um uh i don't know like a roguelike um super crate box to me yeah a little bit yeah um i find this really really hard Mm. um 
I have not gotten very far in Exit the Gungeon. I was very excited for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's kind of just not to my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all of the same kind of care and craft and humor into it, though. Like, when yeah. you jump, it's called a vertical dodge roll <laughs> uh, in the game, which is really cute. That's so good. Um, you know, like, uh, it's it's very cute. It's yeah. just I find it really hard. So at some point, I will, you know, try to go deep into Exit the Gungeon. But I also I really difficult. I couldn't imagine doing something that requires a Gungeon level of precision on a touch screen um no. that, that seems like problems to me uh you can you know i you i i w- was going to play it like i can just put it on my apple tv and i've got a ps4 controller attached to that uh but mm-hmm. uh knowing that i can just play it other places um that's better for me so yeah yeah, yeah it's just on steam and switch and stuff now nice. uh, originally an apple arcade exclusive mm-hmm um, and yeah, they, uh, about a year after the original release, they ported uh, Enter the Gungeon from PC uh, to multiple consoles, including for the Switch. Uh, this is where I played it. I found myself doing much better um, with this after I got uh, different grips, uh, different mm-hmm. Joy-Cons. Um, I'm loving these Hori grips that I've got. It's kind of like uh, putting two potatoes on either end of your Switch. Uh, but it gives yeah. you a full, gives you a full sized analog stick and full sized triggers, um, mm-hmm. and uh, works works much better for this. Yeah, yeah that, that's how I got into it as well. I couldn't get very far with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really kind of found its home for me on the Switch. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the different characters. Let's do. Uh, kind of starting with my my least favorite character here, mm-hmm. um, you know, not on purpose or anything, just happens to be, uh, is the convict, uh, Laser Lily mm. here, yes. um, who is kind of uh, positioned as a high damage, uh, but low range character. Right. Um, so she starts with um, an item called the Budget Revolver, which is real shitty. Mm-hmm. It has a very small clip. Uh, fires very quickly and then the sawed off shotgun which is a pretty shitty shotgun that has a really wide spread mm-hmm. um there's a regular shotgun that's actually pretty decent and if you get some accuracy ups the sawed off can become good but yeah. it doesn't start off very good does this, i forget the sawed the is the sawed off infinite ammo or is that the secondary no, weapon that's, that yeah it's a secondary okay. weapon yeah the budget revolver is infinite ammo and it's horrible yeah um, I didn't have an awful lot of luck running convict. I only really had luck with one of these, uh, the one we're going to talk about next year. Uh, it, it seems like she should be good. Um, just because, you know, high damage, if you think, okay, best offense, mm-hmm. good, uh, be- best defense, good offense, not necessarily the case. Uh, she gets a consumable weapon, uh, the Molotov, uh, this mm-hmm. leaves a, a huge area of fire goop on the floor. It will light enemies on fire sensibly enough but uh that is not as immediate as you would want it to be uh and it has very limited application against bosses you would think okay i'll save this for the first boss i think it only really works on like 
two of the first four four bosses yeah two of the three but it's also just you know it's temporary yeah um and then she has a passive item the enraging photo Mm -hmm. um which is a picture of her mortal enemy the crime boss that you defeat in the past black stash yeah um and this gives you uh when you take damage your guns reload and you deal more damage for a short amount of time um that could be very useful even though you know, ideally, especially against bosses, you're not taking damage. Yes. So this kind of allows you to make lemonade out of lemons uh-huh. uh, if you do. But uh, her guns that she starts with are too annoying. Yeah. Like, she, 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 it seems like she has a very low ceiling because, like, yeah. her biggest her biggest benefit is something that you're not going to use if you're good, if you're good at the game. Not going to use very yeah. often if you're good at the game. Yep. Um, I can oh. see, like... Uh, like making a build that is kind of meant um, for that. Like she probably would be good for the vampire deal. Probably mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll just take it. I'll take damage for this and clear out this floor and then get the, get, get the health back later. But yeah, the, the ceiling for her seems very low. Well, the, the damage boost she gets from the photo, it doesn't like, it's not, um, there's a character in Isaac where it lasts the floor mm-hmm. for her. It doesn't last the floor. Oh, it's just a, yeah, which just, would, it's a little bit. It's just, it's just yeah. a temporary buff. Like it'd be really cool if it lasts the floor. Yeah. Um, but, that would totally change her. But as is, I think she's the worst character. Yeah. Um, moving on to, I think, who I think is the best character, mm-hmm. uh, the hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit counterintuitive, um, because the best thing about her is something that doesn't feel very satisfying in a bullet hell game. Um, mm-hmm. which is her crossbow. Uh, so this is kind of just a really long haul character who gets this early advantage. Her basic weapon, the rusty side- sidearm, is pretty bad. Just mm-hmm. shitty handgun, low spread, or a very high spread. Uh, but the crossbow is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's really good. It doesn't seem good mm-hmm. at first, um, but it because you have to reload after every shot. But it's uh, really precise, really good range, and it kills enemies on the first floor basically in one hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kills enemies on the second floor in two hits. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. So it's a functional boss killer as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you end up having to fight the boss with it, it's fine. She also starts with uh, kind of a subtle touch. She has a dog um, who will spot mimics for you, which is really good when you first start out the game. Mm-hmm. And then has a 5% chance of finding a pickup when a room is cleared. Yeah. And 5% is pretty low, but you're doing a lot of rooms. Yeah. The um, floors are big. You will roll those 20s. Yeah. You know. Uh, it will make a difference over a course of a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also pet the dog. That was something they added in an update, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is nice. Yeah, I never, okay. uh, I, I never thought to pet the dog, uh, but then again, the dog just kind of blended in the scene into the scenery for me. So mm-hmm. uh, judge me as a monster if you must. I like that the item that you get for the dog is a tennis ball. <laughs> That's what represents the dog in your inventory. Love that. That's very cute to me. <laughs> yeah. Love the hunter. Hunter is what I was able mm-hmm. to do the most, uh, do the most good with like, you know, the crossbow stays really good for the first couple of floors. Uh, that is not true for literally any other starting weapon, uh, that you'll see in the, no. in the, in the basic four. Um, and yeah, that 5% chance is just a really, it's a good resource boon that I miss when I'm playing other characters. Yeah. The hunter's really good. I've had the most luck with the hunter out of the basic characters for sure. Yeah. I've had the next um, most luck with the Marine, but that I think is because the Marine is made maybe as a little bit of a noob trap. Yeah. The, the Marine, the Marine is your starter character. Mm-hmm. Um, you start with an armor point. So a little bit of extra survivability is going to let you see more of the, the gun gen as you're starting. Um, you start with a good starting weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Marine sidearm is actually really good. Um, has a low rate of fire, 
but it has a large cl- clip and is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, you have an active item, which is a supply drop, which brings in a full ammo pickup. Uh, mm-hmm. This used to be much more valuable, yeah. uh, but it's still handy. But the biggest deal is he has um, a passive item called military training, mm-hmm. which gives you faster reload, uh, smaller spread, and reduced charge time on your items, yeah. or rather on your guns. Um, this is great. Yeah. Like, extra accuracy is really, really huge. Mm-hmm in this game because it applies to anything that spreads, which includes shotguns. Yes. So when you have something that fires in a spread, if you have higher accuracy, it's a tighter spread. Yeah. Um, Military training is very good in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this has, you know, just a really high floor for starting you out with the, with with those advantages, but it doesn't seem to have like the, um, uh, the acceleration attached to it that the extra resources that the hunter or the pilot would give you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just you can't really underestimate one shotting things on the first um, yeah. floor um, when you are, you know, when you have that pretty much mastered and you're doing it as a formality. Yes. Um, the pilot. Uh, oh, and also these are all themed as well. Yeah. You know, the the yeah, convict, as we mentioned, the hunter <laughs> is kind of like, um, you know, she's a lady in a cloak with a crossbow and mm-hmm. a dog. Um, she's vaguely her ending. I can't tell. Like she fights a Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a big uh, Wolfenstein kind of homage. Her 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 ending is she has been pulled for pulled forward from the past, like yeah. she was put into cryogenic uh, uh, stasis by the mad scientist that she kills in her past. Yeah, Wolf Claw, mm-hmm. but it's not very Nazi, right? Um, and then the Marine is Doom Guy, mm-hmm. uh, and then the pilot is Han Solo slash Firefly Guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I have a hard time with the pilot as well. He's very luck based. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start off uh, pretty shitty because you just have one gun, the rogue special, which is horrible. Oh my God. Uh, we're starting gun. It's like, it, it only, it only goes like a quarter of the way across the screen. Like it's the it's only horrible. gun really where the range was a noticeable, a noticeable problem for me, actually. Like mm-hmm. even more so than, you know, like with a shotgun, if it was something is spread, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to hit something that's really far away, but maybe there's a chance. No, with this, the, the projectiles just disappear when they get a couple of, couple of inches from you on the screen. It's not yeah. good. Really shitty. Yeah. Um, he has a, he has the most items though. Yeah. Uh, Cause he has uh, an active item, trusty lock picks, um, which allows you to attempt to pick a lock. You have a 50, 50 chance. Mm-hmm. Of bypassing it, but if that doesn't work, it, the lock jams, yes. and you cannot uh, open it. So it's a nice little last ditch effort. Um, disarming personality, which gives you a shop discount, and then hidden compartment, which allows you to have a second active item mm-hmm. and increases the ammo capacity for all your guns by ten percent. Yeah, um, that's really good. Yeah, uh, that, that's a really good item. But I find it really hard. I find the pilot really difficult if I don't get a good gun on the first floor. Yes. Uh, that is what got uh, got me as well. Um, it would you know like I could get past the first floor, uh, but uh, it put me into a very bad position resource wise on the second floor, health you know health wise. Yeah, uh, there's a fifth character who is technically available for you, but I never played this in co op, and it is kind of the, the like even in text it is meant to be like the little brother character. Yes, uh, the cultist, yeah. um, who has an ending and everything. I haven't played as the as the cultist either, mm-hmm. uh, just because I never played this co op. Isn't the ending uh, that you just you just fight? It's it's just PvP mm-hmm. between the co op. <laughs> just like I'm it's tired like double of being dragon. Two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he gets tired of being the little brother. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Um, you start uh, with a dart gun, which is just a basic pistol, um, an item that will restore all your companions' health, and then a really powerful item called number two, mm-hmm. which is if you're the only person alive, you have the, this huge stat buff. Yeah. Um, it doubles your speed, mm-hmm. um, and you do a lot more damage. Uh, this is apparently is incredibly overpowered. 
Um, yeah. And there are ways to do a single player game as the cultist, with huh. a dead first player. Um, I haven't fucked around with that though. I just yeah. kind of read about yeah. it. Um, so. Yeah, I just, I just this isn't the kind of game that I would want to play co-op. But then again, I don't play most things co-op. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I like the theming yeah. around the cultist. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, there are other characters, but I kind of have like a post-game uh, section uh for mm-hmm. us here after we kind of talk about the first five chambers yeah i'll kind of give the basic rundown on those guys yeah um we're not gonna talk about every gun and item in the game that would be um, crazy we're gonna talk about some that would be that would be everything to gunji uh <laughs> the, the podcast where will and i uh but instead um we're gonna just kind of talk about them in general mm-hmm. generalities and um, we'll probably call out some specific ones um yes. but we will uh mostly be you know, saying, hey, if you want to learn about all these, go to the wiki. Yeah. Um, it would be silly to list them all. Yeah. Or just play the game. Like, I don't know. I recommend yeah, yeah. playing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check it. Check it out. It's fun to discover a new god and be like, yeah. what does this do? What is this like? Mm-hmm. Even if it's underwhelming, it's probably funny. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a video that you sent me, uh, I forget who made that, um, kind of said something that really unlocked the game for me. Uh, which is that broadly there are two types of guns in the game. Uh, there are room clearing guns and there are boss killing guns. Yes. Um, room clearing guns uh, fire very quickly. Um, a lot of times they'll have status effects. They'll take out multiple enemies. Um, they have a lot of ammo. Yeah. Um, and boss killing guns are the opposite. Like if you find a gun that has 20 bullets, it's probably a boss killing gun. Yes. You want to save that because it does a lot of damage and you don't want to waste it on scrubs. Right. Uh, the YouTube creator that, uh, made that hour long, uh, kind of like tips video, uh, is Abe Clancy is the name of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little yeah, bit outdated, YouTuber. but yes. Uh, many Gungeon YouTubers. I, I liked his work mm-hmm. the best, um, of mm-hmm. what I saw. Uh, but yes, uh, recognizing the distinction will, you know, let you conserve your ammo, um, accordingly. Uh, so guns will vary one of the main ways that they're going to differ from each other. Um, even before you get into like some of the wackiest stuff, um, is, uh, the firing type. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about those like automatic, uh, automatic guns will, you know, fire, uh, continuously while you hold down the button. Whereas semi-automatic weapons will fire uh, when held, but will fire faster if tapped. Um, I almost never held the held the button down. I was always a tapper in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that, that's the pro strat um, yeah. because you'll you'll fire faster and you'll automatically reload yeah. when you get to the end of the clip. Um, the only way this can never become a problem is if you have a gun where the first or last bullet does something special. Yes. Um, you know, and you want to be using that more meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there are also charge weapons. So you hold the button to charge a shot and then release. Sometimes this can also pair with semi-automatic weapons. So like the mega hand, yeah. uh, you can just tap it, but you don't want to do that. You want to charge it to, uh, to do the big mega man, uh, mega buster blast. Yeah. Um, beam weapons, which of course fire a beam mm-hmm. and then burst weapons where a single click will do multiple bullets. Um, right. then there are also single shot things where you have to reload between each, uh, yeah. Each like the, like the RPG, um stuff like that yes yeah and, and there, then weird ones yes you know and then, yeah <laughs> then, then then the strange ones that do you know like uh did you ever find the lamp no i never found the lamp uh the, the lamp's incredible uh it's a it's a it's a lamp and you rub <laughs> it and it sends um a little little puff of bullet out and if you get three of them on the same enemy uh-huh. a genie appears and gives them an uppercut <laughs> Um, cause you do the three wishes for the genie to fight. Oh, that's so good. 
Um, there's like a can of compressed air that fires a shark as well. That's really good. Okay. Um, and it's just like a little bit through the water and then a shark comes out of the ground and bites them. Um, <laughs> things like that where it doesn't quite correspond yeah. you know, to any of these things. Uh-huh. Um, um yeah. yeah. Like there are other things I have, like, I even forgot to make a note about, but just like damage types. So like damage over time stuff, either the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the poison, uh, or like flame or freezing mm-hmm. like you know enemies can be uh, can be frozen and they will uh, they will slow down uh different guns uh work like that like whether or not a gun shoots goop is pretty important as well yes uh goop being uh any kind of liquid yeah uh kind of thing and there are specific liquids like you there is a gun called the jurassic or the fossil gun mm-hmm. uh that is a dinosaur skull that just shoots oil mm-hmm. on the ground and then when you reload it has a very short range uh little burst of fire that won't do any damage but will light the oil on fire yeah um and anything that shoots in a beam like that can cover the whole screen pretty quickly mm-hmm. so that's a really fun like high risk high reward item where you can basically set the floor on fire yeah um but you also uh the way that you avoid being on fire you have a little meter that fills up mm-hmm. and you have to roll to put it down you have yeah. to stop drop and roll um to to stop that uh poison you have to get out of it with fire you can just keep rolling around mm-hmm. to not be setting on fire yeah um it's really neat and it works with the kind of synergies as we start to talk about items because you know you can set the whole floor on fire you can also become immune to fire mm-hmm. uh, fairly easily yeah uh, so all advantage for you yeah um there are other things uh bullets certain weapons can have uh piercing bullets which means that they mm-hmm. will go through a bunch of enemies uh, projectiles that you shoot can be um, can be explosive. Uh, explosives are actually really important for uh, clearing projectiles. Like uh, you mm-hmm. know, if you fire uh, a well timed, well placed explosive, will like stop a whole row uh, or stop a whole a whole section of a of a boss enemy's yeah. um, uh, firing pattern. Right. It destroys bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there there are many more which we'll kind of bring up as we as we go, but they're incredibly cool and mm-hmm. fun. Uh, there are a bunch that are just guns as well. Yeah, like it's yeah. not like you're find, but they're they're fairly rare. The minority is just a gun. Yes, uh, the majority have either a joke or a cool gimmick to them or a yeah. cool secret. Yeah, or at least cool synergies. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the 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 origami, uh, which can fire mm-hmm. like we'll just fire like paper airplanes and stuff. Um, but if you yeah. like pick up different different paper items that will uh, synergize and we'll talk about synergies a little bit later uh the- and, and just like endlessly creative like when you the origami when you reload you rebuild you make like a little crane <laughs> out of it you rebuild it in your animation yeah. or the uh you know the lowercase r which i mentioned mm-hmm. when you uh reload it says reload and then the words have to go across the little bottom in your little <laughs> uh marker it says reload yeah it turns into those letters uh um i love really, the really uh, i love the mailbox uh like that's a good mm-hmm. example of a of, of a weapon that'll have a different uh different effect for its last bullet because the individual bullets it's a pretty you know it's a semi-automatic weapon fires with a big spread because you're shooting uh envelopes it's just mail mm-hmm. pieces of mail but the last bullet is always a package bomb it's always a, yes. it's always a suspicious package oftentimes it's yep. explosive but like other times it will like explode and create like and cover an area with like poison, po- poison goop or you know any yeah. of the other stuff uh it's really good it's pretty chaotic you can't really rely on it but it actually ends up being very good as a as a room clearer right yes yeah uh really really cool there's a there's a, a barrel which is really great which mm-hmm. you hold and then a fish comes out of it uh, it shoots a fish <laughs> yeah. um which when they hit enemies they'll confuse them yep because <laughs> uh, you know you're shooting fish at them and they all stay on the screen they'll just be puddles of water and just like fish flopping around mm-hmm. on the screen and then when we talk about synergies you can get a synergy where a fish pokes its head out and shoots a gun 
from the barrel, which is just like really fucking cute. Yeah. And God damn it. Um, <laughs> items are also uh, really fun, a little bit less like goofy and creative, but very powerful. Right. Um, these, you know, we are active and passive, um, as we mentioned before. And uh, there's a really wide variety. A bunch. Yeah. I did my best to like put them into broad categories here. Um, so like mm-hmm. for active use items, like, you know, a, a good number of them will be used for healing, like different kinds there. Uh, many of them are explosives of different kinds, other mm-hmm. like something that you plant, you know, like a bomb or a mine, or like even just calling down missile strikes and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. decoys end up being extremely powerful actually. Yeah. There, there's a few really good decoy items. You yeah. can also use them to steal from the shop. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about when we talk about NPCs, um, which are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so active items, you tend to either do a bunch of damage or give you an effect yes. like that. Um, there are a couple of different ones. You can get a bottle so you can pick up, uh, hold pickups for later. Mm-hmm. Um, this was more useful before they added the save for later function. Yeah. Oh, that was and a patch thing? The game. Uh, the save for later thing was, yeah. Yeah, That came yeah. in on a patch. Okay. Um, but passives are kind of where it's at. Yes. Uh, to me. Um, these are things like, uh, really common items are like amulets, mm-hmm. which, uh, are things that give you an extra blank per floor and then give your blanks different effects. Yeah. Um, so when you blank, uh, it sets fire to every enemy in the room. Right. You know, for example, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't seem powerful until you realize that you can get things that allow you to do blanks like significantly more often. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's Guan stones as well. I don't understand uh, which that. Which is a stretch of a, it's an Ion stone from D&D, but oh, it's okay. kind of like gun. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that yeah. is a stretch, isn't it? That's a, it's a real stretch. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but those will give you a little uh, shield that like rotates around you. Uh-huh. A little stone that rotates around you that'll block bullets. Yes. Um, and give you extra effects as well. So like there's like the pure Guan stone, which makes you immune to poison and also gives you a little, mm-hmm. little buddy. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a counterpart to those amulets, uh, which are these, um, uh, oh gosh, they're like blueprints that add effects to table flips. I always like the liked, table tax. Yeah. The table tax. I like those as well. Uh, cause like, mm-hmm. you know, it lets you fire, you know, a pretty powerful effect a couple times per room. If a table happens to be in there and tables are pretty common. Yeah. They're, they're really, depending on which one you get, those can be really good. Yeah. Like table tech, table tech blank is really powerful. No. Um, table tech money is cool. If you get it for free, no. uh, it flips every table in the room, but it gives you a chance to find money under all of them. Yeah. And just being able to flip every table at once is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, this will really add up to money. Yes. Uh, quite a bit of money when you, when you do it. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, I love the, uh, Gundromeda strain. It's really <laughs> no. creative. Um, um, I, I only read a description of that. Uh, it reduces the overall health of all your enemies by like a quarter. Every enemy. Yeah. yeah in, the, in the entire game. Like imagine like that's incredible. Uh huh. Does it, does, yeah, I mean, whole... that can't apply to bosses, can it? It does. Yeah. It Holy shit. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Everything is weaker. Uh, if you get the Gundromeda strain. <laughs> um, damage ups are incredibly good. Like when we talk about the different tiers of weapons, uh, not necessarily corresponding to how good they are. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a C tier we- uh, item to get the plus one bullets. Yeah. But bullets plus one are great. Like, it's yep. just more damage. Mm-hmm. Straight up damage up. Yeah. I mean, like, wh- where where it's really at for me is the uh, is, is the bullet upgrades. Like, mm-hmm. f- fat bullets. Just sign me up, Fat buddy. bullets are great. Lo- love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just, yep. you know, not just because they're bigger and it's easier to hit, but, like, they do so much more damage. Yep. 
And they're cool trade-offs. Like you get fat bullets and you have less ammo capacity. Yeah. Um, and your bullets move slower, but they mm -hmm. just do a lot more damage. Um, yeah. And damage is, of course, king because it's a roguelike. Yes. Um, special attention needs to be paid to the, paid to the clone. Um, yeah. As an item. I never got this, uh, but it seems like a real, I mean, not a game breaker because, you know, you still die and go back. But go, go ahead and describe what it does. Uh, so the clone is when you die, um, you start back at the first floor again, but with all of your stuff. So like clone runs when you when you're playing them and you've played the game for a little while, they're just indulgences to see how powerful you can get. <laughs> like you you get to the end of the game with your clone, then kill yourself and then just sweep uh, the first several floors, like picking up new items again with no resource <laughs> scarcity. Right. Um, just to become this like absolute juggernaut. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can still like you can run into this ordinarily, and this can be the thing that like unlocks a hard challenge for you. Yeah. Um, I think it was a clone run the time that I beat uh the gunslingers past okay um which is really hard um you know that's a that's a really tricky boss yeah um and i think also a clone run the time that i got the flawless round on the dragon okay um so it's really easy to get flawlesses if you're going in with end game equipment of course on the first floor so you just get like a lot of achievements and stuff mm -hmm. it's really rare but it's like a really good item yeah yeah. Um, always pick it up. Yeah. Uh, one that ended up making a pretty big difference for me was the wax wings, uh, that you get. Mm -hmm. These let you fly. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. the angel wings and, uh, and, and Isaac, this isn't a big deal on the first two floors, but like if you are able to maneuver without worrying about falling into a pitfall or worrying about stepping onto a trap, uh, it just gives you more possibilities or, or fire or poison. Like yeah. you are, you're immune from the, those floor effects. Yeah. There's also like a bunch of really kind of like cool things that I feel like a lesser developer would think is cheating and get rid of. Yeah. So like if you're flying, there's a, there's a target shooting game you can do. Mm -hmm. And if you're flying, you can just go up to the targets and shoot them. <laughs> like the guy's standing right there, but it's like, yeah, you, you had a cool item. Have the treat. Nothing in the rule book says. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the right attitude, I think. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, to me, to let you kind of do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, in advanced Gungeons and Dragons, uh, they had synergies. Yeah. Um, and this is what was kind of missing. Like, this is a big thing in Isaac is like, you know, they're not official synergies. Like, items don't tend to work differently yeah. uh, other than transformations. But, like, items will work well together. Yeah. Prior to this update, uh, Gungeon items kind of were an island. Now uh, they will be radically transformed based on picking up combinations of items. Uh-huh. And this is just incredible. Like the amount of work that went into this is just nuts. I mean, so, you know, you think about it in any way, like the, 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 the testing burden of adding a new item to this you know to, to, to this game mm -hmm. generally like okay like i need to make sure that this doesn't break when i use this item of hundreds with this many hundreds of other guns but now we're gonna throw in we're gonna go and look at all of these combinations and say can we put these together to make either a good joke or to make something that is a, a massive upgrade if you happen to roll the dice and coincidentally get these two things together mm -hmm. um and these are there are hundreds of them yep and they are uh, not just like, oh, this does extra damage. No. You know? So, like, uh, there's two two cold guns. There's the cold 45 and the frost giant. <laughs> and if you get both of those, you get a synergy called wise bullet crying, which when you attack an enemy that's frozen, a Yeti comes out and attacks <laughs> the enemy. So they made it like a whole Yeti sprite, uh -huh. like asset to pop out just for the off chance that you get both of these guns during a run. Yeah. That's but great. Just nuts. <laughs> yeah. 
I just, I love that so much. Yeah. And like, there, there's so many, I mean, I'm going up and down the list here. I'm trying to like, remember some of like the good ones that I've gotten. Um, and it's, and it's really hard. It's very hard to actually yeah. like, um, uh, could, could come up with one just out of nowhere. So I apologize for that. No, just because you, you know, you get a lot of them and they don't tell you what they do. They yeah. just pop up on the screen. So you, you need to look them up on the wiki if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, to find that, but they're just, they're very creative. Like there's, um, a badge that you get, which gives you a little police officer that hangs out with you as a familiar. Uh-huh. And then when he dies, uh, he gives you a very long speech about being close to retirement and you get an <laughs> item called vengeance, which is a passive that gives you plus uh, damage. Uh-huh. Um, but if you get any of these Android items that are associated with Androids, he becomes a RoboCop and he can't die. <laughs> you know, so it's like a totally different asset. Um, yeah. you know, or like, um, this isn't really a synergy, but it's gotta be worth talk, uh, worth talking about at some point. Uh-huh. Um, did you ever get a uh, Sir Junkin? No, no, I didn't. Okay. So like when you pick up junk, uh, which is like, if you smash open a chest rather than use a key, yeah. um, you tend to find junk, which you can sell, but also, uh, every once in a while it'll be like, wait, what is this? And it's a little guy who follows around, and the more junk you have, the more powerful it becomes. Oh, until eventually he becomes like like a paladin. Like so, if you if you have a junk and run, you then want to smash chest to power up your mm-hmm. your buddy rather than open them up. Um, and you can get different kinds of junk uh, that will give him superpowers as well, turning him into like various mechs and shit. Yeah. And then if he is powerful enough, when you get to the final screen where it shows who won, it shows you in the background giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> And he and he takes the hero pose. That's it's so really good. great. Yeah, like it's they just they so much like a little detail packed into this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In the way these things interact, like it's just so fucking impressive to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the again with the mega hands, like the mega hands. When I got that, it's very easy to get synergies with that because, like, mm-hmm. uh, if you get uh, the mega hand with uh, with the camera, which is just a a weapon that seemed like I don't know, it it was useless to me. So I figured maybe there's a a completely broken way to to to, to use it. Uh, but mm-hmm. it'll synergize with the mega hand to you know, and the uh, 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 the effect is called get equipped with F. Um, and it, uh, will stop time for a short, for a short little bit, mm-hmm. uh, because you, you, but by getting a flash with the mega hand, it's like you got Flashman's um, uh, weapon in Mega Man two. Uh, I, I love that all of them are from Mega Man two. Yep. <laughs> like it's, it's very specifically the mega hand from mega hand two uh-huh. or mega man two. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes me very happy. Um, yeah, so and that those are just really easy to get, and you can switch between them whenever you want. With yeah. That one, like you pr- you tap a button. Yep. To switch between switch between them, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, there's one of those for each boss. Yeah. So you can get equipped with uh, A, B, C, F, H, M, yeah. Q, and W. You know, and like uh, if, if just you have wild. if you have the mega the mega hand and a gun called the mahogany, uh, you get the woodman power up. You get the the leaf shield. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which acts like the leaf shield like i don't know like okay let's pay a, let's pay a pixel let's let's pay a sprite artist to put that into the game <laughs> because yeah i don't know it just it's it, it seems clever like we could so let's do it <laughs> the amount of care is just incredible yeah uh in this absolutely incredible mm-hmm. um i can't remember which one it is but one of the things uh turns the trash cannon which is a pretty bad gun. It's just a trash can and it shoots a big explosion of poison, but it's very easy to poison yourself. Yeah. Uh, turns it into a recycling bin. <laughs> and 
that does, and it does like incredible damage. It becomes like an end game weapon. Huh. Um, you know, it just really, really efficacious and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so flavor and, uh, you know, power. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, you know, the game doesn't tell you what they do. They're always mm-hmm. going to be better. Yeah. Um, but you know, depending on what kind of player you are, um, you, know, you can either try to figure it out or you can just keep the wiki open Yeah. and be like, okay, this is, these things are good together. Mm-hmm. I want to keep this. Yeah. Um, really, really fun. Made a huge difference in the game. Like it, this is a better game than when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't so. imagine um, playing this without these, actually. Yeah. Way less fun. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about some NPCs? Let's do. Let's do it. Um, yeah. As we mentioned, you, we, uh, you free them as you go. You find uh, specific keys to free them from their cells. Um, there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them are more minor than others. Yes. So um, I only listed here the ones that had strong mechanics associated with them. I didn't get all the NPCs. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's some that only show up like after you've cleared a past and, and whatnot. Uh, so if I forgot anything, please let me know, Gary. Uh, yeah. The most important one uh, is Bello, uh, your mm-hmm. uh, your shopkeeper, your, uh, your 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 buff mustachioed guy who occasionally hangs out with the cell creep. Bello has a yeah. uh, has a sewer friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cell creep where it allows you to sell things. Yeah. Um, this is your shopkeep mm-hmm. um, in uh, you know typical roguelike fashion. Um, you cannot uh, fire a gun in the shop, um, and you can't kill him, mm-hmm. um, unlike, say, like Spelunky or what have you. You can't um, fire the gun he, in the shop, but he gets really mad if you do He gets it. mad, yeah. yeah. You can. Eventually, he'll uh, raise his prices, and eventually, you'll just close off shops for the whole game. Mm. Um, what I, was really fun for me to discover is that you can steal from him. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. And you can't just do it. You have to have certain items. But the way that you do it is very creative. Like, obviously, you can do it by, um, you know, freezing time. But you can also do it by, like, throwing a chaff grenade or leaving a decoy uh, somewhere so he looks at the decoy or using a grappling hook from across the room. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can steal. And you steal the one time, you get curse, and he's fine with it. If you steal twice, you'll you'll fuck things up. You have does, more of a chance to fail and, and close down the shop. Does he rename uh, your just character stop you thief? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never yeah. uh never wanted to mess with them. I didn't want to lose shop privileges. It it's a it's a tricky thing. Yeah. Uh we can do that. The cell creep you cannot uh steal from, obviously. You just give them uh things yeah. from the floor. You drop things on the floor and they'll give you out money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh there's another kind of shop. Um the uh shop where you spend your hegemony bucks. Uh mm-hmm. you unlock this. Like this was really early on, uh, like the first five runs or so for me uh the npc here is ox and cadence ox is a Mm -hmm. big large broken robot who is programmed to be kind to you um and cadence is just a small woman who uh is not a customer focused person um but they but they operate that shop up in the breach yes uh and this is how you're going to kind of operate your meta progression um the way this works is once you buy out a shop Mm-hmm. Then it will reload with new things. So you're going to want to prioritize the stuff that looks cool. Yes. Uh, that you can afford, but eventually you'll have to buy it all. Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, Freifel and the Grey Mauser um, are, you can rescue. They give you hunting quests. So they say, like, kill 10 of the specific item and then we'll unlock an item for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll kind of do this naturally, but it's always fun to check in. Yeah. And it, the game gives you a heads up, like when you've completed a hunting quest. Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, Tinker, we mentioned, who's the shortcut guy. Uh, the guy's kind of a prick. Yep. 
Um, you know, like the, I guess I didn't realize that you could get to them just by dropping. So your elevator is just a bullet that fires down onto the floor. Um, mm-hmm. if you go back after you leave that room and just like fall down the chamber, he'll be down there, uh, working on stuff and he will tell you what he needs in order to, uh, repair, repair that, uh, that elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a chump bet. Don't do it unless you want those items yeah. in which case do. <laughs> yeah. It's worth, it's worth doing cause you get cool items, but I yeah. don't use the shortcuts. Yeah. Uh, Winchester is really fun. Whenever Winchester shows up, that's a, that's a fun time. <laughs> um, he operates a shooting range, um, where there are, you have to kind of do angles. Like you have to ricochet shots mm-hmm. off of, uh, into different patterns at targets. And depending on how many targets you hit, you get a better chest. Yeah at the end um oh you had to pay to play this game but it's almost always worth it right. um even if you get one target you'll get a chest which is probably worth the 25 yeah you know shells or whatever you spent um there but if you can get all of them especially if you can fly you can easily get all of them yeah. you'll get a red or a black chest yeah um which are huge big deal yeah uh similar thing what you always want to do uh is take the deal when the gunsling king and i love this man cervantes yeah man cervantes <laughs> it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, uh you rescue these folks uh and they will uh they will appear outside of particular challenge rooms uh in the in the dungeon and the king will say i will wager that a, a person of profane birth such as yourself cannot and then you know clear this next room without being hit or cannot clear this next room using only a derringer which is powerful weak uh yeah <laughs> it's always <laughs> something a little bit like that uh good, good late season simpsons poll powerful weak mm-hmm. derringers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah very very okay. powerful week yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and you can uh when you when you do this you if you can complete it successfully you get your money back and an item yes i uh, get a gun um, so these are always worth doing. This is a bonus when this shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, the lost adventurer who is a little Zelda or a little uh, link, yeah. um, who, who is lost. And if you can, if you map out the entire floor, he gives you an item. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an incentive to explore everything. Yep. Um, patches and Mendy who are two ladies who will heal you. Uh, the way they do this is very funny. Yep. <laughs> um, they break a fairy jar over your head. <laughs> Uh, a Zelda fairy jar. Yeah. Uh, telling you, like, this may hurt a little bit. Smash. <laughs> and it's really good. Yep. Uh, that was my other laugh out loud moment <laughs> was when, mm. when they did that. Um, I like, I, I don't know what species pat, patches and Mendy, like the vampire is, uh, is, is one of these as well. But just that incredibly lanky character design is really good and mm-hmm. like not of a piece with the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're weirdos. Yeah. Uh, Real lifesaver when these guys can show up, though. Yeah, that's just it's a full heal, and that may be a lot if yeah. you have a really high, uh, really high health cap. Um, and then there, I've got these two NPCs that uh, let you do different modes. Uh, so you can unlock a weird dude named Bowler, uh, who lets you start rainbow runs. We'll we'll talk about those in the next header, like strange mechanics. Uh, then mm-hmm. you also have Daisuke, uh, which lets you do challenge modes. Yeah, who's a giant animatronic like D20. Yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple other uh, characters that I, you might be further down the road. Uh-huh. Um, other merchants for the breach mm-hmm. that you unlock that do different kinds of theme weapons. So there's like a troll that will do military themed weapons. And then once you unlock them, they'll show up in the gungeon as well. Okay. Um, so you kind of get there's there. There's a uh, goop themed weapons guy um and there's a key themed weapon guy who i can't remember his name but he uses keys as currency okay so you have to pay him in keys but you get really powerful things uh from him you including you can get the um the master key 
uh, kind of thing, which uh, unlocks all doors. Gotcha. Um, and then you can also get the uh, A key 47, which shoots keys that unlock things. And uh, the Mimic Tooth Necklace, which turns every chest into a Mimic. Oh. Uh, which, as we'll talk about, is actually uh, can be good because yeah. you don't need a key to open a Mimic. <laughs> um, there's also uh, Cursula, um, who sells cursed items. Mm-hmm. will show up in the uh, the Gungeon. Um, and they'll just be our regular items at a discount. But you get a curse when you get them. Gotcha. Um, and there's a couple that I have only seen maybe once or twice okay like there's three witches you can run into and you trade a gun for a new gun uh and you get some curse but it's only come up once Hmm. for me and there's like an old man who will just give you an item and i don't think i've ever seen that um and then in terms of game modes there's also tronic uh the the hedge horror or whatever he's called who (laughs) can do turbo mode which everything is faster okay um i find turbo mode really hard i don't do it yeah yeah I find that the game is paced very well as it is. Thank you. Yes. San- yeah. Sanic. P- poor yeah. man. I don't know. Yeah. No, poor man Sanic. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of these uh, miscellaneous mechanics because a lot of those dealt with curse. Curse is not explained mm-hmm. whatsoever, uh, but it nope. affects a lot. It's an invisible stat. Yeah. Um, you have a curse from zero to 10. And as your curse increases, uh, you get a couple different effects. Um, you get more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up, you get less of a chance of getting a chest after a a room, mm-hmm. um, but increases the preponderance of jammed enemies. Um, these are like champion versions. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're red. They shoot red bullets. They do a full uh, heart when mm-hmm. they hit you. Um, they have more health. And if you get 10 curse, you spawn a Grim Reaper that chases you forever. From room to room. <laughs> and from floor to floor. Yeah. Uh, very hard to beat with the game of 10 curse uh yeah uh so you want to keep it at nine if you if you can help it uh a little bit of curse is really good yeah um it will it will charge your economy mm-hmm. um one of the first things i do in the, whenever i play a run is try to find a way to increase my curse in the first couple floors yeah just to get it to two or three um the occasional jammed enemy is definitely worth it yeah uh, bosses can be jammed which is a huge bummer yeah um that's really really hard but it's unlikely mm-hmm. at low curse yeah uh, kind of the converse of that is coolness. Uh, mm-hmm. What I was able to determine is that coolness is uh, mostly related to what weapons you're holding. Like I could not, um, when I was looking around, see ways to increase that uh, by like an act that you can do. Um, good. Yeah, it, it's it's not an act. It's like certain items will increase it. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, you, there are items that allow you to do it as an active. So like you can find cigarettes and then when you use them, it takes half a heart and gives you a point of coolness. Yeah. Um, so you can sit there and smoke and like get coolness uh, yeah. to go up. Unless you, unless you think that this is only, uh, the, you know, this is only, uh, you know, giving bad messages that smoking is cool. One of you know, that, that gives you one coolness. I believe you get three coolness mm-hmm. by carrying a ballot around. Yeah. By voting. Yeah. Uh, cause voting is cool. Yeah. Um, the, uh, coolness, uh, reduces the cooldown on your items, uh, and then increases the chance of getting, uh, pickups at the end of room. So not money, um, which come from enemies, but hearts and keys and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you want high coolness and a little bit of curse. There's also a third hidden stat called magnificence. Okay. Um, 
which is uh, when you get like a real, like an S rank item, you're less likely to get S rank items. Okay. Um, very similar. You know, there's a similar mechanic in Isaac as well. Um, but that's called uh, magnificence. Yes. That makes so. a little bit of sense. Like just a little bit of rubber banding. There's probably something mm-hmm. that like, if you haven't paid, I mean, the, the converse of that is if you haven't found a good, a, a good item, you are more likely to get a good item. Let's say. Yeah. And as the floors go on, the, the chest average goes up. Yes. You know, so on the first floor, you have less of a chance of getting like a red chest. Mm-hmm. But as you go further on, you have more of a chance of getting a, a really high value chest. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about gun munchers. Yeah. Munchers. Occasionally you'll just find these things. Uh, these are little animated boxes uh, that will consume two guns in exchange for a new fully loaded gun. Uh, this is yes. kind of good, kind of a way to turn lemons into lemonade. Uh, if I got the R or if I got the uh, the camera, something like that, let's just trade those bad boys up and you know roll the dice. But also the fact that mm-hmm. the new gun is fully loaded is also a pretty big deal. Yes, like this is a bad gun. It, it is empty. I do not see myself using an ammo drop for this, so I will uh, I will uh, trade it away gladly in order to, in order to get something new. Yeah. The, the gun you'll get will tend to be around the same level, but can sometimes jump up yeah. a level. So you can sometimes get uh, a better gun than you traded in. And each tier is not, you know, firm. Like, it's not right. like all D tier game guns are created equal mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, later floors introduce the evil gun muncher. Uh, I love the evil gun muncher who just <laughs> takes and takes and takes and takes. I love it. Uh, until he eventually gives you a very good gun, but it's random when he'll do it. Okay. So he just keeps saying, like, he's still hungry. Ooh. And you keep throwing a things into them <laughs> um we should talk about mimics here we should yes i forgot to put them in uh mimics uh so there there, there are two of these they're the ones that mm-hmm. will turn into monsters that you have to fight in the treasure rooms uh mostly these are, which are very small like the the, the mm-hmm. treasure rooms difficult catches you off guard um early on <laughs> when you're not ready to uh, uh accept the possibility that a chest will turn into a monster um mm-hmm. uh, explain kind of some uh, of the mechanics around the mimics for me uh, well, really importantly, um, you can shoot them to trigger them, but if you try to open them, they will eat your key. Yes. Um, so spotting a mimic is really good. Um, yeah. Like Dark Souls, they breathe. Mm-hmm. So if you watch them, they'll open their mouth a little bit. Um, the dog will bark at them, uh, yeah. but it is worth like just shooting a chest yeah. just once uh, when you see it. Um, the good thing about mimics is if you shoot them, you don't need to use a key. Uh, so if you, you, know, you fight a mimic, uh, their difficulty corresponds to the chest. Yeah. Type. So like a black chest or a red chest mimic is much harder than oh, a that's blue cool. or brown chest mimic. Yeah. Yeah, they get faster, more health, you know, more complicated bullet patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh but mimics are advantageous because you don't have to use keys. Yeah. So you you know you can guarantee to get that uh the item mm-hmm. uh there. There are also mimics in the wall or wall mimics, uh sections of wall that will come out and attack you. <laughs> they look like um those like thwomps, those wall thwomps. Uh, yeah, like the cubes you bit. get later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, candles that will turn into fairies. Uh, oh yeah, kind of I saw mimics. that. Yeah. yeah, and there's also the ones the the fairies that'll pop out of uh, jars when you break them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then there's also a boss that is a mimic. Yeah. Uh, that is the the door to a boss room. So they basically wanted to make everything a mimic uh-huh. uh, that they could. It was part of the things I saw in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this is about. I can appreciate so that. They love mimics as much as I do. Yeah. So, as, as, much as, any, as much as anyone ought to uh when just, i said just to do a quick little bit of a buzz marketing marketing goal okay. have you seen the D uh figurines of adorable power no uh, vinyl toys 
they're vinyl toys of classic D&D monsters, and they're pretty cool. Ooh, uh, I've got those I got new shelves. A mimic and, yep, yeah, I got a mimic and a gazer. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, a little bit of Funko energy on these, but um, I will ignore that for right now. <laughs> they, eye, they don't have the eyes. Well, the humanoid ones kind of have the eyes, yeah. but the Mimic and the Beholder ones don't look Funko Pop to me. Yeah. No. Okay, I need to look uh, look around at this. Oh, and these Mimics are cool. Did you get the uh, the pastel one or the shiny one? Uh, I got the pastel one. Gotcha. That was the one that they had available uh, where I bought it. Yeah. Cool. I will. Uh, I will keep my eye out. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I said there are two different kinds of mimics, uh, what I also meant was some chests will have fuses on them. Um, oh yes. Yeah, and uh, they will blow up if you do not get to them in time. You can douse the fuse if you have water yes. or goo of yeah. some kind, but otherwise you have to make a split decision mm-hmm. whether you open it or not. Right. Um, there are shrines. Yeah. Um, that pop up. Um, there's a wide variety of these, and they're pretty rare. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're going to get them and they're very, uh, you know, wide variety of, of, of effects. Right. Uh, most of them, many of them, uh, you end up sacrificing your maximum health. Like you lose a heart container, uh, or mm-hmm. you sacrifice an item to get this lasting boon. Um, you know, and some of them can be pretty good, um, or drastically change things. So like the blood shrine was one that came up pretty often for me, actually, uh, mm-hmm. You sacrifice a maximum heart off of whatever you have, but certain enemies will begin to glow red. Um, and if you stand near them, and it's pretty generous what is, you know, quote unquote near, um, you will draw the redness away from them and you can refill hearts off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turning you into a, uh, a type of vampire. Yeah. Uh, which is very cool. Um, there's one where you sacrifice a, uh, a heart to get a companion character, like a familiar character. Yeah. Uh, basically an item, but the uh, the familiars tend to be pretty good mm-hmm. um, in this. There's one of the character uh, YV from um, Nuclear Throne. Yeah. Which gives you a chance to double your bullets. Uh, that one takes money. Yeah. A YV uh, shrine is great. You want to mm-hmm. spend all your money on the floor on that. Um, just um, a whole bunch of these. Oh. Are there any others that I, the, that, that stick out for you? Uh, the, I mean, the only other one that I think is, uh, there's one where it's like, it's, it says, you know, you will get a great reward and then it says, and the rest is blank. Okay. Um, and that is a hint to use a blank and oh. you get a chance of getting a chest. Yes. Um, there's a couple of little puzzly ones like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, one yeah. of the, one of the big ones, uh, is, uh, the shrine of dice. Uh, which uh, it's pretty good. You just get a random effect off of it. There's a large number of them. They're separated between good and bad effects. Uh, if you do these, th- if you do three of these, uh, that will unlock the NPC dice guy, um, and that unlocks the challenge modes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the challenge modes are interesting. They're not just you know more hit points, more damage yeah. uh, for your enemies. They're really fucking obnoxious. Like they're things <laughs> like when. Whenever you miss a shot, if a shot hits a wall, it creates a little blob. Yeah. You know, and that's fucking horrible because, <laughs> you know, a lot of these guns are designed to miss. Yep. Um, a lot. Or um, they're like, there's one where ha- the hammers from the uh, the fifth floor yeah. will come down randomly. Oh, God. Which is really, really difficult shit. <laughs> um, I, I don't really like challenge mode. Um, I'm not that level of gamer. No, um, no. The, the 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 one that seemed most pervasive I mean, just from the video that I watched was like the ones that make uh make bosses harder, like double the bullets yeah. that they put out, stuff like that. 
change yeah. their change their patterns uh significantly um that seemed like a lot some of them are unique so like the the wallmonger for example will have two snipers on the wall yeah positioned like you know that that's really neat but like also man, hard. That. <laughs> that's a hard boss um, <laughs> the 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 final little bit we should talk about here is secret rooms yeah i i, uh, I meant to talk about that here yeah yeah uh, where there are each uh, floor has a secret room, except mm-hmm. for one of the hidden floors has a couple. Um, but these uh, are difficult to find. Um, when you shoot the wall only with a non-unlimited ammo weapon, mm-hmm. you'll get a little crack in the wall. And if you use a blank, you get to bust into that secret room. Um, these contain a wide variety of things. Yeah. Um, these can be uh, chest, pickups, hearts, etc. It's generally worth trying to get them, but only if you get to the, um, you've already fought the boss because you want to save those blanks to try to flawless the boss. Yes. If you can. Yeah. If you don't flawless the boss and you have blanks left, you did something wrong. Like use your blanks. <laughs> yes. Cause you're going to get more of them. It'll go, it'll go back yep. up to two. Uh, if you're, yep, if yep. you're at zero. Uh, so do not leave that money on the table. Um, I found myself, you know, so the little Isaac that I've played, I really end up being a secret room hunter, uh, why not? Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. with the way that Isaac levels are laid out, you know, kind of that Zelda Zelda one style, it's very easy to just kind of intuit where one of them might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you just kind of get a little bit of a, a, a horse sense for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but here, not 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 so much. Uh, really, in the time, yeah. I only like I only did like a couple. It was not a compulsion to like go after them. You don't need them as much. Um, yeah. And there there are rules that they follow, but it's not as easy to determine where they're at as it is with Isaac. Yeah. Um, they basically can be anywhere that, where there's space for them. Right. You know, and the, and the wall is uh, clear. Right. So they tend to be in item rooms. They tend to be in the final room right. uh, before you go down. They tend to be in the shop. But uh, it's always, you know, a good idea just to blow your blanks there. Yeah. If, uh, if you're not sure um, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's start talking about uh, the chambers let's and the bosses do. and such. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about every one of these item or every one of these enemies in detail. No, because uh, no. there's a lot of them. <laughs> but we're going to kind of hit some highlights and we'll talk about the bosses. Yes. Um, there's a brief tutorial that you'll do. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. For, I totally out. forgot to put the t- t- tutorial in with uh, Sir yeah. Manuel, right? Yeah, Sir Manuel, uh, who's who's very cute, um, who uh, later shows up as Monster Manuel uh, as as a thing, which is a reference to a, a typo in The Binding of Isaac. Ooh. The Monster Manual item was originally called Monster Manuel. Uh, I want to meet that guy. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Sir Manuel, Manuel is obviously um, a pun of like user, mm-hmm. user Man- Manuel. Yeah, you know, who uh, basically just teaches you about dodge rolling. Um, there's a little funny, unique boss fight, and there's lore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are kind of cute little backstories to a lot of these characters. Um, the nature of roguelikes for me is I tend to ignore that stuff. Yeah, which might be part of why Hades like didn't click as hard as it could. Uh huh. Um, for me, but uh, going through this, uh, finding the secret room inside the uh, the tutorial, uh-huh. and beating the boss of the tutorial without being hit, uh, do give you rewards. Yes. Yeah, Sir Manuel was another person who was drawn to the uh, drawn to the gungeon like you, but he was betrayed by his friend. Yeah, Blockner. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who gives you the gun later? The betrayer's shield, actually a gun. <laughs> um, the, uh, and their whole thing is, is this like conflict between people who think you should block and people who think you should dodge. Uh-huh. Uh, Sir Manuel is the dodge advocate and Blockner yes. uh, creates a lot of shield based bullet patterns and mm-hmm. stuff and loves shields. Yes. So nice. Yeah. Oh, there's a synergy. There's a, uh, that I wanted to mention, uh, you can find the, uh, the maiden shield and there's also the mm-hmm. knight's gun, which is shaped like a shovel, uh, that has like a, has a, a, sho- a shovel knight based, uh, based effect. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just the, the, the concept between you dig up treasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's neat. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to find one of those in chamber one, keeper of the lead Lord. Uh, that would probably, that would be, yeah. that would be really weird. Uh, this is the easiest floor. Uh, naturally here it's styled like a castle you've got libraries and gardens and stuff like that the rooms are very sparsely uh filled with enemies like sometimes they'll just be a straight up empty room um mm-hmm. you know or like a room with like one or two people in here uh it really it like the, it, it quickly becomes apparent that this is meant to be a uh this is meant to be a slow ramp up for you even if it doesn't yeah. feel like that uh at the start very uh you know very green hill zone yes um you're fighting a lot of like regular bulletkin who just kind of waddle towards you very cutely and uh shoot slowly um shotgun kin which are a little bit trickier and there are two different kinds yeah um ones that shoot two waves and ones that blow up in a spread mm-hmm. um but the the spread that they fire is pretty easy to dodge yeah like the the, the projectiles at this point with these basic enemies uh they move very slowly that is one of the yes. main ways that the game gets more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, bullets that move faster, harder to dodge? Who'd have thunk? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You do get a bullet uh, or a, a ghost down here. Uh, you get hollow points, uh, which mm-hmm. is which is fun. Uh, teleports around. Yeah. In addition to uh, the, the the bats, which are really annoying. Uh, small enemies give me fits in this. Uh, yeah. They generally go down quickly, but I don't know you're not always going to have something that is, that is accurate enough to, to, to pop them at a distance. Yeah. Uh, blobs, which will be a continuous enemy, um, many variations on it, um, mm-hmm. which subdivide as you shoot them, uh, but they just chase you. They're a melee enemy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, this is the only floor with like cool haunted books. Love it. <laughs> uh, these things are great. And little cultists, little gunners yeah. who, uh, fire different, uh, bullet patterns. Um, this is also an enemy that'll be iterated on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of uh, the the mini-boss type enemy for this, uh, the gun nut or chain gunner. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are always worth killing because they give you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and another little tip is, like, use your unlimited ammo things on this. Like, don't waste 10 crossbow bullets yeah. on these guys. Just do a few clips because mm-hmm. um, it'll be it'll be quicker and you'll save ammo. Yeah. Um, but these are either big guys that kind of look like they're from Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Who uh, have a big sword and fire that out into a spread, or guys who are the uh, ball and chain guys from Link to the Past, mm-hmm. uh, explicitly. Yeah. Uh, who walk around swinging their chain, which they sometimes. Which they, which they sometimes what? Which they sometimes throw. Oh, yeah. Uh, I never got a handle on how to dodge that chain throw. Yeah, it's, I usually seek cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, each of the floors has an alternate floor. Uh, mm-hmm. to it that you can find there's a hidden floor after every floor yeah. um and in this one the way you get it is you uh and every time you're in the keep of the lead lord there's a fireplace with a portrait of uh smiley and uh 
what's his name smiley and trusty or whatever okay uh the the two the two guys who are the tr- who turn into the trigger twins okay um but it's their their keep and they if you put out that fireplace there's a switch inside mm-hmm. you can press to get to the second floor the oubliette gotcha um which we'll talk about briefly uh, when we get to the end during kind of the book report part. Mm-hmm. But in general, it is good to go to the uh, the secret floors. The first one is tricky because it takes two keys Okay. Um, to get into it. So you have to either deprive yourself mm-hmm. of some treasure on the first floor or you have to be very lucky yeah. to get in there. Uh, the Oubliette's tough as well. Yes. Yeah. It's a sewer. Yeah. Um, and it's full of like puking bullets. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Uh, and what you're doing is you're getting a really like a pushover boss uh, for that. And then a chance at two more chests at a shop mm-hmm. and another floor of money. So it does help. And the th- the next secret floor is contingent Yes, on doing the oubliette. Right. Um, but yeah, it's generally worth it. But that's one of the little side things you're going to be doing is looking for uh, secret extra floors. Yes. Uh, let's talk about chamber one bosses. Uh, you're going to be fighting these guys a lot and you will learn how to stomp them. Uh, even yes. though like there's only one of them that is is like especially easy and even then only some mm-hmm. of the time um mm-hmm. yeah let's go let's yeah. let's go through them yeah the two uh the trigger twins which is uh smiley and shades uh <laughs> which I, which i mentioned those are the two guys who are humans uh, and this you can eventually get their guns um this is two giant bulletkin mm-hmm. um who fight together yeah um it is kind of tricky there are two of them um, they will do uh, pretty simple attacks, like spreads yeah. of bullets, kind of like, you know, uh, wide waves where you mm-hmm. want to create distance. Um, they'll sometimes shoot themselves yep. at you, uh, which is very cute. It's <laughs> like a little charge. And then when, yeah. Little charge. And then they summon a uh, regular bullet kin. Right. And yeah. yeah. Uh, where these get tricky is even though their individual patterns are simple enough, um, is they're going to be asynchronous and they're going to be firing at you, you know, roughly at the same time. So there's, they're going to mix. So unlike with the bullet kink, the bullet kink, uh, it'll be different. Uh, or with, uh, with, with the Gatling gull, uh, you know, where just like, I know this pattern and I know like, this is the point where I want to dodge or, you know, weave through. There's no 100% reliable, like response they're going to bring in. Um, it's very, uh, dependent on like position and pattern and timing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping an eye on both of them. Yeah. Uh, so they can, they can be tricky. They don't have very much health. Yeah. Um, so if you have a good weapon, they'll go down quickly. Uh, but when you kill one, the other one heals a little bit and then gets angry, yeah. uh, similar to an Ornstein and Samo. Yes. Um, but you're just fighting one of them. That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Even if he's pissed. Yes. Um, for my money, the hardest boss on the first floor, uh, is the bullet King. Yep. Uh, this took me the longest time to get. Mm. Um, he is a bullet sitting on a huge throne, um, <laughs> kind of like Modoc. Yeah. Um, it has a little chancellor lackey. Uh, he's just, will go down in one hit, yeah. uh, but you do want to kill him. Yes. Um, little Easter egg. If you use the Casey bat and knock the chancellor into the King, it's a one shot kill. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's very cute. Um, but he has a lot of different, uh, patterns. Uh, he floats, so he's immune to ground base effects. Right. Um, so you can't set him on fire or anything, mm-hmm. uh, using the Molotov. Um, and fire is some things that are like big radial patterns are easy to weave through. Yeah. But he has, uh, one, uh, thing that is very tough where he shoots, uh, a spread, a uh, cluster of bullets above his head, mm-hmm. which then come out in a pattern that seems very random. <sighs> and I can only dodge it consistently if I'm far away. Yeah, like a lot of the Bullet King seems to be like meant to keep you away from him. Um, 
you know, especially because, you know, they're like, there's that, you know, like with any of these radial patterns, uh, with the exception of ones that are like meant to be walls that you have to dodge through, um, they will spread out as they, as they get away from, from the source. But even if, you know, you can reliably do the tight dodge and you get around those when you're close, like he just has what feels like a shotgun almost where he fires the little, uh, the arrow shaped ones, uh, arrow shaped bullets at you and kind of a, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say spread gun kind of kind of of fashion. Uh, And like, he'll do that as he is like charging at you. uh, And those, those move very fast. If I ended up taking, yeah, Yeah. if I ended up taking damage from him, it was often from that. Cause like, I just neglectfully let him get too close. Yeah. You want to keep your distance if you can. Yeah. uh, From the bullet King. Um, And then when the game first came out, the only boss they had on the first floor Hmm. uh, was the Gatling gall. Um, who is Vulcan Reagan, Raven? Not <laughs> Vulcan, Vulcan Reagan. Reagan. No, Vulcan Reagan is really, really good, man. Well, I'm, I'm kind. Of, I didn't mention this. Well, well, well. <laughs> he did say I, well a lot. <laughs> he did say a lot. I am. Uh, uh, come, I'm under the weather uh-huh. as we're recording this, and I'm on a bunch of cold medicine. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna chalk Vulcan Reagan up to uh, Dayquil. Okay. Uh, so cool. go, go Dayquil. <laughs> um, but Gatling Gull, uh, I love, he's a big Rambo guy and he has feathers instead of armpit hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they all have these little title screens with their character and they're so good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's the only boss that has multiple arenas. Yes. Uh, which makes him tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and these can really depend, you know, on how, uh, or this can really change how difficult he is. Yeah. Fuck um, the moats, man. <laughs> Yeah, the moats are really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, he walks around like Vulcan Raven, uh-huh. uh, walks around shooting a widespread uh, at you, um, occasionally calling in uh, airdrops yep. on you, like uh, kind of mortar shells, and then sometimes shooting out um, waves of bullets or a bullet that'll hit the back wall and then turn into a wave that comes back. Yes. All of this is relatively easy to dodge, but he will continuously like encroach on you. Yeah. As this happens. Very mobile. Uh, you know, not the most mobile cause you got the, you got the trigger twins, but like his behavior changes the most as he gets close to you. Like as yeah. he, you know, when he is, when he is on the move, that, that is when he is firing the bullets that are hardest to dodge cause he is doing the, uh, the kind of the back and forth spray on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, you know, the three arenas you can have, one is a library with lots of pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty easy. Uh, one is a big open area with flowers and chandeliers. Um, yeah. There are chandeliers you can knock off the wall and bullets can trigger them. Um, they tend to kill me more than they kill the always, boss. So I try always, to set those off in advance. Always get hoisted. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one with two moats that is very tricky uh, yeah. because you have to do kind of platforming. When you dodge, uh, you do this to jump over gaps. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Th- in addition to him always kind of like being on the march, he can also, if you are too far away from him, he will jump up into the air and then land near you. Uh, so it's yeah. effectively like a teleport that he does. Yeah. That yeah. uh, can be very tricky. When he dies, a bunch of crows come down and leave <laughs> nothing. I love it. <laughs> uh, which is real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, but yeah, you're going to get, you're, you're going to figure out ways to, to take these out. Uh, if not perfectly, then at least, you know, that's not going to be a pattern, uh, dying, dying to one of these guys will make you feel like a chump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you get through this, if you don't go to the Oubliette, you get to the chamber two, which is the dungeon proper, um, which is like darker and dingier. It is more like a dungeon. Yes. Uh, there are traps. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, you get uh, spikes that will activate as if you step over them, or these uh, fire bursts that will fire intermittently, and also pitfalls mm-hmm. are more common here. Yeah, 
Uh, if you oh. fall through, if you fall down one of these, you'll respawn back where you fell, but you will lose half of a heart. Yes. Oh. Um, and let's kind of mention some of the uh, the marquee enemies. Yes. That you'll find here, and then I'll talk about how to get to the hidden floor. Yeah. Uh, in this, um, so this is we I mentioned snipers earlier. This is when the snipers uh, show up. You see a laser sight before yeah. they fire. I get more stressed um, out by these than I should. Like based on like they give you all the information that you need um mm-hmm. to, to 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 avoid them easily but yeah i always freak out when that laser gets on me yeah it's a it's it's hard to dodge it, it's a fast moving bullet yes um all bullets do not move the same speed in this mm-hmm. um probably the the enemy that i think probably pissed people off the most in this whole uh game because this is as far as they get is the lead maiden oh my gosh um, yeah lead maiden is really tricky mm-hmm. um it's an iron maiden Stands in the middle of the room and it's closed. <laughs> when it opens up, it shoots out three waves of spiky bullets that go to the end of the room, stop, and then turn around all and all aim at you and then move towards you. Yes. So while it's shooting these out, you have to dodge them, and that's when you can do damage. Mm-hmm. And uh there are, you know, if you're fighting them along with something else, this can be incredibly tricky. Yeah. Um, to to dodge those bullets after they stop and all hone in on you. Yeah. Um, that combined with the fact that, uh, this is one of the only enemies that just can decide, Hey, you're not going to do, do, do damage to me. The fact that you have to only shoot it when it's open is a real problem for me. Actually, mm-hmm. that's my, yeah. that, that's my biggest issue with them. Not so much their bullet, uh, their bullet pattern. Yeah. They're, they are, uh, they can be a really big pain. Yeah. Um, each floor kind of has a marquee enemy. Yeah. Um, and later they actually do a thing where like they're, they'll go through all of them in one room, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in kind of in turn. And it's kind of like a parade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all having a party. Um, the gun nuts and the chain gunners were that on the first floor. Right. This is the uh, the one for this floor. Yeah. Uh, the so. phaser spider can also start showing up here as well. Uh, it's yeah. a big, big old spider. Uh, we'll speed around and it will shoot out bullets in these like spider web patterns that leave um, webs on the ground that will slow you down um, and leave you mm-hmm. unable to get around him, uh, especially weak to fire. If you can set them on fire, it'll also like carry along the webs, uh, which yes. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also run into what I think is the, there are mini bosses that you'll run into in this game mm-hmm. um, that tend to give you higher end treasure. Um, we mentioned Blockner. Yeah. Uh, earlier, he's one of them. Uh, the hardest one to me is uh, Fusilier, yeah. who is uh, Bowser from the end of Super Mario World. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I uh, felt almost very, explicitly. I felt very clever when I figured that out. I was like, oh, he's throwing little clockworks at me. Okay. Uh, he's like, mm-hmm. uh, like in a big, uh, in a like in a big spherical helicopter thing. He is modeled after like a like a classic bomb. But there's like a dude inside, and he's throwing uh, throwing these uh, automatons at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this the, I find him hard. Yes, uh, I tend to take damage on him. Um, the other two, Blockner is pretty easy, and then mm-hmm. Shadow Magician, who uh, has a move set that they end up reusing in one of the pasts. Yeah, uh, is vaguely based on uh, Agahim from Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of shoots lightning uh, at you and bullet rings at you yeah. while teleporting around the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too bad. I could deal with Shadow Magician, Fusilier. He's in his own unique chamber. Um, and you're yeah. fighting on a very narrow walkway. And uh, yeah, I need room to dodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so moving on to uh, the bosses. Oh, the way that you get the secret floor in this mm-hmm. is uh, on the oubliette, there is a crest you can find, yeah. which acts as a piece of armor, but it's always your topmost piece of armor, so it's always the first one you'll lose. Mm-hmm. You have to find a shrine in the uh, in chamber two to put it on 
to unlock uh, Abbey of the True Gun, yeah. which is the uh, the third floor or the second floor, uh, secret floor, which has a unique boss and a bunch of unique treasure and unique enemies. And it's a really cool floor uh, with a really, really hard boss. And I find it annoying that you have to uh, play perfectly up until you find the shrine. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to that floor as many times as I would like because uh, I get hit mm-hmm. in this game. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't like tying secret floors into secret floors. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing you're going to want to do on this floor, if you want to get the third secret floor, is eventually buy the rat key. Or yes. the Nod key. Yeah. Um, you pay that down over time. Mm-hmm. There are um, a couple so of things nine. like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you you permanently put, you know, kind of like um, that one boss in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. That uh, maintains damage. De- death Gaze, yeah. Death Gaze, yeah. You, like, put put money into it until eventually it's just for sale for 115 shells every time. Yeah. And you need that in the next floor to get in, along with some other nonsense, which I'll talk about, in order to get into the, the rats, the resourceful rats layer. Yes. Um, let's talk about the bosses, uh, starting off mm-hmm. with, um, and this has some of my favorite puns, uh, in here. Mm-hmm. I love that there is just the gore gun. Uh, and yes. I also love that the gore gun is a very easy boss. Yeah. This is the easiest. Uh, I think this is the easiest boss of the game. Yeah. I think the, the gore gun is easier than any of the first four bosses actually. Yeah. Um, very predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a Medusa who uses Uzis, AKA Meduzi. <laughs> and, uh, her arena is a water arena where she can jump underwater and leave like a poison trail. Not too bad. Um, but mostly we'll just kind of shoot waves of bullets at you. Yeah. Um, they're very, uh, you know, very predictable. Yeah. Um, her less predictable one is where she shoots a series of concentric rings out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be closer to her than you want to be. Yes. Because the concentric rings have gaps that will close if, as they get far away from her. So like when she gets this, it's actually like a weirdly a way to draw you in as you mm-hmm. are trying to get through those gaps before they close. So, and it, yeah. it like, you know, because it's a concentric ring circle, the gaps are smaller when you're closer to her. So like yes. you're going up, that's actually like a weirdly nuanced mechanic. Um, yeah, yeah. That, it's really, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Like it, I, I love this attack and it's, it, there aren't very many of them like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they do really creative shit with bullet pattern or bullet hell patterns in this yes. game. Yeah. Um, she can also, uh, petrify you. She oh, sends yeah. out a little wave, mm-hmm. uh, which will stop you from firing. Uh, the thing I love about this is, like, obviously you can roll through it, but uh-huh. if you face away, it won't affect you. Oh, because uh, she's she's a gorgon. Fuck! Why didn't I think? Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> like, it's because most games wouldn't have that level of detail. Yeah. It would just be <laughs> an attack. Have done that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's really neat. Like, yeah, oh. just turn away and you, it won't uh, it won't get you. Just don't look. Yeah, yeah. Just don't look. Uh, she's great. Like when mm-hmm. you run into her, it's like an easy ace. Yes, uh, I find. Um, the opposite end of the spectrum, the hardest second floor boss, which I think should be on the third floor uh-huh. uh, to me, is the Amoconda. Yeah. Uh, wow. He just comes at you from all sides. Unless yeah. you got guns, son. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Was yeah. that one you walked in with? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, okay. yeah, I just came up with that. Okay. I, I, I'm going to take credit for that one instead of uh, cold medicine. <laughs> yeah uh this is modeled after it seems modeled after a zelda boss right yeah like yeah yeah, the the, uh the snake boss in zelda but also um just kind of a a snake in general yeah it it looks like that that uh that boss from zelda Mm -hmm. but uh it's super random yeah um it, in a game that is almost entirely based on patterns, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, moves around randomly, shooting bullets out randomly. Sometimes they come out at 90 degree angles. Mm-hmm. The most annoying thing to me is that it drops these turrets, which will shoot, and then it will eat them if mm-hmm. you don't kill them in time, which will buff it up and heal it. Yeah. 
like th- this thing just consistently like with most of the enemies that we talked about before you could look at them keep track of them and know like okay yes you know here's an attack here's an attack here's an attack this thing is always on the move and it feels like it is always generating bullets either from itself or from its turrets um yeah yeah like there are ways that you can disable that like by using explosives like if you damage a particular um section enough a particular segment of him enough uh that like it will stop firing but like Mm -hmm. i don't know that's not really something you can base a strategy around maybe you'll have a piercing weapon that'll make that happen but like that's not really tied to the health meter at all yeah yeah and the fact that he heals yeah. It's really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to get a flawless on the Amaconda. I'm like several hundred hours in, the, in this game and I still do it rarely. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for flavor, <laughs> my favorite favorite boss uh, uh-huh. on the second floor is the Beholster. The Beholster is amazing. It's so it's good. really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of these guns are guns you can get. Yep. In the game, like he's actually just holding guns and there's a beholster shrine mm-hmm. where if you give him all of the guns that the beholster holds, you get like a benefit. Yeah. Um, I've never done that because that's, you know, that's like a one in a million kind of run. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a beholder holding guns instead of eyeballs. Uh-huh. But he still has the central yeah. eye and that becomes, I mean, for me, the, 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 the main, the main attack that becomes a problem because like mm-hmm. each of those guns, you know, so he will like go through them randomly, but they have easy enough to deal with effects you know like okay he'll fire mm-hmm. these rockets but they track very slowly i can shoot them out of the air that's that, that that's fine like the actual patterns are okay like the minions that he summons are not really a problem but he can fire that dodge beam with basically no telegraph um and yeah. he will sweep it back and forth very quickly in a way that makes it like pretty tough to time your dodge in a way that will not leave you um stunned or unable to dodge when it comes back around well, if there's anything else going on, yes, it's really difficult. Like I can dodge any of those sweeping beam things pretty yeah. easily, mm-hmm. but if there's a minion there, they're oftentimes shooting at me right when I'm in my recovery yes. position, uh, which makes that really tricky. Yeah. The other thing, the other tech he has that I think is annoying is the missiles because they take quite a bit of damage to blow up yeah. and they home in. So if you don't have a high damage gun, when you shoot them once, they just divert. They kind of like shunt onto a different path. Yeah. And he shoots missiles while doing all this other stuff. Yes. Um, so that can be uh, a big pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but cool, cool enemy. Uh, other weird little like thing about the holster is every once in a while you can run into a glitch chest. Mm-hmm. They're extremely rare. Yeah. And they take you to a floor with only one room where you fight two beholsters at once. Oh, wow. Um, I have never beat that. Okay. So yeah, that would be a uh, lot. That is too hard for me. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the eye of the beholster, uh, the weapon that mm-hmm. you get out of that. I like that its tagline is beautiful. Uh, just yeah, the word really beautiful. Good. Very good. And uh, whenever you reload, it creates a little, uh, you create one little, of his little minions. A little buddy, and it's charmed. Yeah. So it's like, it, it floats around you and it has a little heart above it because it loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, an enemy I've only fought a couple times because it's, it's rare. So yeah. I can't speak to this fight very much because I I beat the door lord, but he doesn't show up very often. Yeah. Um, it's a boss mimic. Uh-huh. Uh, you go in the door, it pans up as if it's going to show a boss. It kind of does a double take because there's no boss there. Pans back down to the door, which gets a big shit-eating grin on its face. <laughs> and then becomes becomes the boss for you. 
Uh, yeah, it is a 1.3 repeating percent chance that this will uh, happen on door uh, on floor two to four. Uh, it has never happened for me. I never fought this guy. I had to watch a video. I watched a video of all the fights I didn't do or boss fights. Uh, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, lots of circular patterns, uh, stomps around, uh, leaves flaming paths behind it with its little laser. Yeah. Seems mm -hmm. tough, but not, uh, not undoable. Yeah, really tough. He'd be he'd be a reasonably a reasonable third or fourth floor boss, but if you get yeah. him on the second floor, he's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, the third chamber, the black powder mine, which is a mine cart level. Yeah, uh, lots of pit uh, pitfalls, lots of mines you can ride around in, and enemies can ride around in. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes there are turrets yep. in uh, mine carts that go back and forth, mm -hmm. and there are a lot more kind of floor hazards. Yes, to this as well as like places you can hit a switch and make rocks fall. Mm -hmm. To destroy your enemies or yourself. Yes. Uh, there are oil lamps on the walls that you can uh, um, uh, attack that will create uh, oil goop on the floor that can be ignited. Mm. Uh, there's like streams of acid and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's tough. Like this is a this is a hard, um, uh, a, a very hard level for me, actually. Uh, yeah. The fourth floor is substantially easier than this to me. Oh, um, wow. I, I find the fourth floor a lot harder than this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, personally. Yeah. I just, um, for some reason I ended up taking yeah. a lot of damage here. Um, and like the, I find the enemies that are, that are available here to be, to be tougher than the ones on the fourth floor as well. Yeah. I think maybe because I tend to go to the oubliette. Oh yeah. Um, some of these I, I see, cause this is where the, uh, mushroom. Oh yeah. Enemies start and you fight them earlier. If you go to the oubliette, I hate those mushroom enemies, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really suck. The, uh, yeah. The, the fun gun and spoker. <laughs> um, uh, who are little uh, mushrooms and they show out, uh, throw out clouds of spores, mm -hmm. which are bullets, um, either huge ones or small ones, depending yeah. on the size of the mushroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not uh, not great. Uh, the minelet, like the like the variant of the ammo can that you get here, that have the helmet on that will uh, uh, dive onto the ground and bounce bullets back at you, kind of like the uh, mm -hmm. uh, gosh, I always forget the name of that Mega Man enemy. Um, yeah, little, yeah, little guy. Yeah, uh, his name. His name uh, is Little Man. His name is Little Guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, did you? Uh, we forgot to mention this earlier. Did you? If you run into a wallmonger, no. Wallmonger. Like no, um, no. They're the, the hands that come down and grab you in Zelda games. Oh yeah. Um, they have those, and they'll grab you in this, and then they they form their fingers into bullet fingers <laughs> and shoot you into a room that you've already been into. Oh, that's fun. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, I forgot about those guys. Those guys can show up on the first floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. anywhere. Sorry. Uh, I just like was just remembering him. Oh, that, yeah. I, I, I did not run into one of those to serve with love. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> another reason this gets uh, pretty hard, uh, for me is that this is where jammed enemies start coming up because you find the Jamomancer and the jammer lingo. Jammer lingo is a chef's kiss pun. Um, these yeah. are like little priests. They're popes that will jam um, either one enemy in the, in the room or all enemies in a room. Um, yes. Yeah. Making them harder. They will like grave lord you. Yeah. We, we've had bu uh, enemies that buff uh, other enemies before, but these ones are a bigger emergency. Yes. Um, this is also where the uh, Kilothids, uh, which are mind players, <sighs> yep. uh, uh, show up. And these things are really tough. Mm -hmm. um, they split into three with two illusory copies. Um, they create these little. Uh, portals they shoot bullets into that'll mm -hmm. come out at odd angles yeah. they're very tricky uh yeah. and the shellatin yeah uh very tough 
wow like they've got like almost like a little like grappling hook um man it is really hard to avoid damage from these guys when they throw their arms out at you yeah yeah Uh, you want to get between cover like if Mm -hmm. you want to get cover between you and it and that's kind of how you take these things forward take these things out um but they're tricky Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the enemies here are tricky. Uh, the way you do the secret floor in this is kind of a pain. Um, one of these rooms will have rats running around it, mm-hmm. and that's the rat room. And if you use a blank or just run around, you'll uncover a door Okay. Uh, there, uh, which you have to unlock. Um, and then you go down into a minecart area, and you uh, go all the way to the end of a long tunnel, and then vi- blank through two walls. Like there's a double illusory wall. Okay. Um, and then you use a giant key to get into the ro- the resourceful rat's lair. <laughs> the royal rat's uh, lair. Which it, yes. The royal the royal resourceful rat. Uh, that has a whole gimmick to it. Yeah. Uh, which I'll talk about later. Uh, that I I find that area to be a huge pain in the dick. Yeah. Uh, do not like it. Mm. Um, I do not like finding the room either. Yeah. So no. the one thing I didn't like that they added in the final update. Yeah, it just seems really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, but there are uh there there, there are some bosses here. Um I find mm-hmm. you know the like the bosses of this to be just a little bit easier than the than the floor itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you roll a treadnought, you're sitting pretty. Um Yeah. Except for the mind flayer. I think the mind yeah. flayer should have been a fourth floor boss, but the treadnought's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, it's a, a guy in a tank, again, mm-hmm. Metal Gear uh, <laughs> things, and he can only move in straight lines. Right. Um, and just fires at you and fires uh, little ads at you, little minions, mm-hmm. uh, and will destroy these pillars, but there are tons of pillars. Yeah. So you want to just run away from it and shoot. He's so, um, he, like, he's so predictably, it, it is easy to predictably lead him around. Yeah. Is what I ran They patched him to slow him down. Mm. He used to be much faster, and this was a really hard boss. I could see that being a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think they overcorrected because I do like there being like kind of a gimme boss mm-hmm. on each floor. It adds to the, you know, the slot machine yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, kind of the medium one here is Cannon Balrog, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> which is good. Uh, this is a cannonball with like a scary face on it that uh, rolls around at a huge plume of smoke. Uh, I find that the smoke hindering readability is the thing that ends up being a real problem for me here, actually, mm. uh, because yeah. he spews out really intense bullet hell patterns, but it's his role that ends up being a real big problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. He also does a thing where he disappears. Yeah. And you see his eyes and he'll shoot um, like five really big bullets at you in a line that will bounce off the back wall. Mm hmm. These will overlap, and you can't really hurt him mm-hmm. when he's in this mode. Um, this is another thing they patched because he used to be able to kind of that was just part of his repertoire. Yeah, and now he can only do it twice. Okay, that's good because uh, those fight. those bounces yeah. are, are anything that bounces is a real problem. Yeah, yeah, it's re- it's very difficult. Yeah, um, and then the hardest boss on the third floor for my money is the mind flayer. Yes, uh, good pun. <laughs> uh, but this guy, this guy sucks. Yeah, um, I find him very difficult. Yes. Um, uh, he's got a lot, he's got a lot going on in terms of gimmicks, actually the combination mm-hmm. of the bell and then the claymore mines. Like if you get lucky on him, I and I must've gotten lucky, um, just because he is, he is the hardest of the three, but he was not really an end, uh, a run ender for me. Um, but like, if you get lucky, he will not summon the claymore mines as much as he otherwise, as he otherwise would. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's explicitly the mind flayers from Latria too. Yes. Like he's carrying a bell. 
Um, one of the things is he creates a bunch of bells and then hides under one of them. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of spread out. Each one you destroy creates a huge wave of bullets until you can find the right one. Yeah. Um, if you time that right with an explosion, you can hit all of them at once. Mm-hmm. And it's really good, but otherwise it's really tricky. Yeah. Do they all explain? I mean, they then and then you just blank the resulting <laughs> un, unblockable. Or, What's that? Well, they're they're all coming from the same spots. So you can oh, kind of roll. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, okay. they're, they're all they're all clustered up in the middle, so you can roll through pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when he summons those mines, like they've got the 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 proximity sensor around them is unreasonably big. It feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Reduces the amount of safe safe area to very small slivers on the floor. Yeah. A weird little trivia bit is you can charm them as well. Mm. They count as enemies. The so you mines? Can, you can make the, yeah, the little, little proximity mines. Huh. You can get little hearts above their heads. <laughs> and they'll, they, won't, they won't attack you. Will they, will they go after the mind flayer or will they just not explode? I think, yeah, I don't think they go after him. Okay. And he doesn't wander into them. They just don't explode on you. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Oh. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, this is also where you can do the first story fight with Blockner before he appears as a mini boss. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up here with two gun nuts initially and kind of gives you some dialogue, but, uh, eventually we'll just get rolled into the mini boss pool. Yeah. There you go. Um, the hardest floor to me is the fourth one, mm-hmm. uh, the hollow, yeah. uh, which is the ice level, um, which is, uh, full of undead. Um, <laughs> this is where there are like zombie enemies, uh-huh. um, including undead gungeoneers, yes. um, who are the, uh, who shoot to miss, mm-hmm. uh, which fucking, destroys me like it, you know, shooting, <laughs> leaving your I, shots i can predict that doesn't feel you. like something a video game can be no, no. you know stop that ah. um and they dodge roll a lot uh as well um and this is also where they introduce zombies uh, who pop up yeah. who just kind of uh show up uh from the floor yeah and you'll have z- kind of zombie rooms where you'll, you'll just have to like it'll get dark and you'll have to fight off a bunch of these little zombies yeah um i forget about these guys a lot uh, mm-hmm. They, I don't know if it's a colorblind thing. I never know if it is. Yeah. They don't stand out very well to me, though. Okay. So, uh, so I get, I'll be like, oh, I'm taking damage and not mm-hmm. really see what it is. Yeah. Until I have to, like, I can stop. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Yeah. I. I, I don't know why I don't. I don't really have a problem with this. It feels like, uh, like it feels like in switching to the undead versions of some of these enemies, like the undead versions are not actually harder than uh, mm-hmm. than some of the others. It just kind of seems like, yeah, there's some that are going to lead their shots a little bit more. But like it's it's just replaced with easier gimmicks, right? Mm. You know, yeah. So like the the the, the gummy, you know, it's like the like the the mummified ammo can, like will occasionally summon a jammed version of a of a pretty easy enemy, a, a jammed mm-hmm. spent. Like that's not a big deal. Like the the, the blob, the blobulon is not really that much harder than the other blobs. Like it's easier to me that it uh, gets bigger uh, as it gets closer to you, as it gets uh, ta- as it takes more damage. Like you know, the blobs that break apart into more things, it seems easier to just like accidentally take damage from the tiny ones. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah I don't know what about this one I I find this floor significantly harder yeah uh, than the last one the I, I, layouts are also more natural like it's less like designed so there'll yeah. be more rooms that have kind of craggy mm-hmm. sides uh, to them so it's a little bit less predictable yes uh, for me yeah well don't worry because even though this floor is a little bit easier than three the bosses in this destroy me even like the the uh, big the big enemy you know like major guys here end up being a real problem. Uh, the um, the way you get the uh, secret floor in this is there is uh, somewhere on the floor will be a cell creep. Yeah. Um, and if you give him four items of any kind, 
So it's a good way to spend your junk. And then one master round, um, he blows up. Okay. And he opens, you get to go down to where he's at, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, research and gun development or something like that. <laughs> it's R- the um, RNG R- department. <laughs> yeah, RNG department, uh, which is full of weird versions of the enemies, kind of like uh, in Super Mario World when you beat it. Oh, yeah. And all the like Koopas become Mario heads and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really creative. Like everything has like a weird little look and it's like half office building, half future. Uh-huh. space and then you fight uh, a Gundam who is voiced by Cam Clark as it says in the credits <laughs> it's like a Gundam voiced by Cam Clark uh, <laughs> who is in a hind D and whines about how you got all the good guns I love that so and how much it's really good uh, yeah really nice little uh, liquid snake it's 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 one of those uh, things where like you know I don't know these guys from Adam I, I like mm-hmm. the game that they made it's not entirely for me but I really admire it you know it's one of those things where you feel like happy for people by proxy that they got yeah. to the point where they could hire cam clark to to, to voice their game you know? yeah to, to do a, a hindy fight <laughs> yeah boss fight in their <laughs> secret level it's like oh that's a really cool thing to do like the, I'm, yeah, I'm happy that cute. they got to do that yeah yeah incredibly cute <laughs> um th- there's at least one big enemy that i want to talk about here the gun reaper mm-hmm. um, oh yeah yeah with his uh with his shotgun scythe uh sending arcs after you um, like, and it's just a hazard. It cannot be killed. It will just uh, disappear when a room is cleared. This is the one where a harder version of it shows up if you're, if you are full cursed and comes yes. after you. Right. Yeah. And this can be really difficult. Um, it basically gives you something to worry about while you are, uh, Doing clearing the room. Yeah. 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 Uh, the bosses here are a uh, tricky bunch. Uh, to me, the easiest one is the kill pillars. Okay. Um, this is four bosses. They're all uh, together. They have each other own health bar. Uh, they have a really predictable pattern. They always start the same. Yeah. Um, creating this kind of circular arena of bullets around them where they will send these spinning kind of lines around you like a fan uh-huh. where you have to dodge through. Yeah. Uh, while shooting them. It's not just that you have to dodge the fan blades. They also send out uh, concentric waves. Rings. They send like the, yeah, yeah the, the, these waves. So like what you have to do is like aim at the, uh, the intersection point. Uh, yeah diagonal yeah this destroys me you know by virtue of the fact that this is kind of a shuttle run game you know i've gotten Mm -hmm. a lot of experiences on the experience on the bosses from chambers one to three kill pillars i don't think i ever cleared them i think kill pillars ended up being a a, a run uh a a run ender for me a definitive run run ender yeah yeah i I could i could see it like they are the patterns are all a little tricky to deal with but the difference between them is that they're like they're really set Mm-hmm. You know, like this ends up being a very predictable boss, kind of like way harder pattern uh, Meduzi. Yeah. Okay. You know, in that way. Um, so like still very tricky. Like, you know, it is tricky to do that first thing. It's tricky when they all start just kind of pounding around shooting bullets mm-hmm. around at you. Uh, but um, once you know how to deal with it, you can, I found that you can do it pretty consistently. Yeah. It's also a thing with, if by this point in the run, if you have a piercing weapon, yeah, um, that's really yeah. huge because could, you hit all four of them at once. Yeah, the best that I ever did on them, I had a piercing weapon. I think I may have even been using the eye of the holster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they get to the final pattern, uh, final final pillar that's left, it will kind of just move towards you and kind of ground pound you. Yeah, and leave out some bullets, which you have to leap over and then shoot at it right before it does. It becomes pretty predictable. At the yeah, end. yeah. Um, the other architecture based uh, <laughs> boss here. <laughs> Uh, the wallmonger. I ended up having a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, a little bit of an easier time with this. Uh, it is an advancing fortress wall. It's kind of like I forget the name of the wall that is in the afterlife of uh, Forgotten Realms. 
What is the name of that thing, mm. Gary? Oh, I, I can't. I can't remember. That, 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 no, it's, cool it's, Oh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it, yeah, no, just the the, the one that uh, the the non-believers are all uh, kind of like yeah. sealed into. Yeah, you Mask know, of the Betrayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this has miserable-looking undead ammo can into it. It advances toward you. There's a time limit on this, and the ammo can send out very intricate uh, patterns. Uh, the yes. screen is roughly divided into thirds. Uh, where left and right, you're going to get the bullet patterns, and in the middle, occasionally, it, uh, the the main gate will spew out um, lava. Yes. Uh, the yeah. center is the place where you want to stay, but you can't do that unless you can fly or you're immune to fire. Yes. Um, but it, you get a big advantage if you are. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is really kind of like uh, my premier example of somebody who's more intimidating. Yeah. Like, the, the patterns, these look fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do but if you can relax like you can usually get through it yeah. um specifically the the rows of four that he sends down at you mm-hmm. which you can roll through because they're moving towards you it looks too far to roll yeah but as long as the speed they're moving at you can go all the way through them because your dodge is actually really generous yeah um you can really fuck yourself up by um getting something that slows down bullets mm-hmm. which tends to be a very good item yep <laughs> um but if you get uh the valkyrie eye uh, which slows down enemy bullets, it makes it so you cannot dodge through that attack. Yeah. Because it moves too slowly. Yeah, I that, I never ran into that. That seems like it would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of a pain. But cool, cool enemy. And it's cool that he eventually will just crush you on the wall if you don't beat him in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a gigantic right? target, so you, you pretty much wherever you're going to be shooting, you're fine. So... Yeah, yeah. It's all about dodging. Like, yeah. you will be hitting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, to me, the hardest boss on the fourth floor. Yeah. Um, and maybe the only boss I haven't, uh, a- like, aced before, even mm-hmm. on, like, a clone run, um, is the High Priest. Yeah. Um, I find this boss incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't have that much of a problem with him. I think I cleared him once. Obviously, I never got him. Um, I never got him, uh, you know, down. <laughs> I'm not going to do better than you. Yeah, flawless. There we go. Um, the bigger, the biggest problem for him here was the was the randomness to it. Yeah, but I never found any one of his individual patterns to be too much. The thing that is hard for me is that the little um, the things on the wall, like the the candles and stuff, will also fire at you. <sighs> yeah, those things and suck. they're they're slow moving. But mm-hmm. like, man, I'm not really trained to look at them. No, I'm not. I'm I'm I'm. I'm trained to expect bullets to come from the big thing that's shooting at me, not for, not ambiently from the wall. You know what might have made, made a big difference for me? You sent me that mm. video that had like the tips mm-hmm. and tricks and stuff. I knew, and I knew like vaguely how to deal with the with the bullets, knowing that they wouldn't shoot if you were on the wall near them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense because I, I I have you know I I watched that video, that tips and tricks video, but a lot of this stuff I've just kind of internalized. Yes, as well. So I'm kind of drawing from like all of the high priest fights I've done, which isn't that many because when I started out this game, I was not getting to the fourth floor consistently. Right. And even then it's a one in three chance to run into him. Yeah. Um, my favorite attack that he does is when he pulls down his hood and his head is just a gun. <laughs> uh, that fires a really fast homing bullet at you. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> and uh, when he dies, he just becomes an amulet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he was like a ghost. Like it's a robe and an amulet. Oh, I love it's it. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, this is also the first guy who will send out the skulls at you. The skulls will be a major oh, factor yeah. in the high dragon fight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, these these home in on you, and when you shoot them, they uh, explode into bullets. Yes. So, uh, Chamber 5 is the Forge, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, kind of your lava level. We just did our ice level. Um, here's a kind of our lava level. Uh-huh. Um, I find this a little bit easier than four, Floor 4, but I, I, you know, that's okay. 
if, yeah. that, if that's not the case. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's it, still tricky. It felt but, about the same. The, the fucking hammers, man. Yeah, the hammers <laughs> suck. Hammers are really tricky. Uh, these are floating hammers that float above your head, and then we'll kind of give you a little warning and then slam down on you Yeah. and send a wave of bullets. Um, real tricky. Mm-hmm. Very tricky. Very much so. Uh, the conveyor belts, like that as a level gimmick, is easier for me to deal with than pitfalls. Pitfalls feel less mm-hmm. common here uh, than they do, uh, like even on uh, floor three, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, other than that, there aren't that many uh, new enemies. No. In this. It's mostly like remix enemies. Um, on the last floor, there were kind of ice sliding blocks yeah. that you could destroy. On this one, they uh, have fire ones that cannot be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, sliding block kind of hazards, again, like Zelda. Yeah. Um, and I find those really difficult. I got tagged by those quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the other big enemy here is the Revolvenant. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, like a big, uh, it's, it's another big skeleton, uh, flings his arms. Just a t- kind of a tougher version of the, whatever the skeleton pun for the gun, the gun reaper. No, no. A uh, different one. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. No. Yeah, so- something like that. Something like that. Skeleton. Sh- <laughs> Skeleton. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. This guy, this guy is tricky. Yeah. Um, the big thing you're doing here in the meta uh, for this is if you've gotten all the parts of the bullet um, that can kill the past, which each floor kind of has like a little quest yeah. to get them. Uh, one floor, you just buy it. Uh, the other one, you find it in different places. Um, the final piece you get from killing the dragon, killing the boss of this floor, uh-huh. you take it to uh, the shop for this yeah. floor, which is um, a shop with uh, typically a better selection. Mm-hmm. Than, uh, than you'd ordinarily run into. The prices are pretty high, but the things tend to be pretty powerful. Yeah. And uh, the blacksmith here will forge the bullet yes. for you. Yeah. yeah. And you want to make sure to take that in if you're going to go into your character's past. Yes. Uh, when I, now that I've done all that stuff, when I'm just playing it regularly, um, I usually don't get it. Uh, once mm-hmm. I've fought the past, I don't need to fight them again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, just don't pick it up. It's a lot of resources, um, especially early on to get that prime primer or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you've done it, it, it just you just have to pick it up. Oh. Okay. Like you only have to build the bullet once. Okay. And then it's just available. Yeah. Uh, whenever well, you better. want it, and you don't have to do it for each character or anything either. So, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a meta quest you're doing while you're doing shuttle runs. Yeah. yeah. So by the time you get here, eventually you'll have the ability to go into the past. Mm-hmm. Um. But before you can go to the past, you have to fight the high dragon. Wow, Gary, this thing is yeah. really tough. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I think overall it probably took me four or five attempts to to to, to do this. Um, and mm-hmm. remember that each of those attempts has a pretty tenuous, let's say, forty minutes of play in front of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a run. Like this is you know this yeah. is an emboss, and it, you instead of just you know you don't have a save point. It's a roguelike. Yeah. So you know you're taking full runs at this. The thing that makes that appealing to some and and you know a sound decision is that you'll have a different set of power and a different history yes when you go against them the second time so maybe you got better weapons maybe you did mm-hmm. better on earlier bosses so you have more health yeah um he is really tricky uh there is a champion version of this um <laughs> that's incredibly incredibly tough yeah um this version is very hard as well though yeah um so he the the camera zooms out you become smaller um, he takes up the whole top of the screen, mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of hit points, um, and has just a variety of attacks. Yeah. Uh, some of which are pretty easy, uh, to take out yeah. or to avoid. He, he builds uh, up, he builds up. 
Yeah, he builds up. Some of which are much harder. Yeah. So like, you know, he'll sweep his head and do like fire breath mm-hmm. of bullets, and it's like okay, like find the place where it's narrowest and like roll in the direction. Yeah. Opposite direction. Or like hide the and get through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or he'll shoot all of his bullets, uh, the big thing at the middle of the screen in the bottom, yeah. which will just send out a wave similar to the, uh, wallmonger mm-hmm. you can, you can jump over, but, uh, his biggest <sighs> thing, I'm glad you pointed this out because this is the thing I have a problem with too. And if you hate these, uh-huh. uh, don't play this game long enough to get to bullet hell because no, I, there are I, a lot of these. I'm done with this game, um, Gary. <laughs> the, um, but, uh, bullets that bounce off the walls. I, I, I uh, just consistently when these things come out, it's like, well, fuck, I, I guess I'm just going to take the hit. If I don't, then, you know, thanks Jesus. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just like, I don't know. It's, it's easy enough to like figure the trajectories and you know, just what it's just a reflection. It'll just go like that. But like they go at enough angles that it's like, I, I, I can dodge them one way, but they're going to change up entirely the next way and i i do not know what to do with that and he combos too like whenever we're talking about one of these individual attacks if anybody who has not played the game is just like if i were playing under the gun i would simply (laughs) simply not be hit by this yeah yeah it's you know you're you're not just watching that you're watching the for the next attack you are keeping your aim up you're thinking about your ammo like you're watching the cooldown on your active item like yeah it is it is an action game Uh you know you you are you are thinking about a lot of things at once Yeah. And like, if there's a kindness to the high dragon, it's that he telegraphs like Western union. Like he really does give you a lot, but like, that's another thing you need to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, like that was kind of the saving grace for me was learning as tell was, what was learning as tells. Uh, and there Mm -hmm. was a certain amount, I mean, I'll cop to this. There was a certain amount of watching video of people successfully getting them to learn what the, you know, to, to learn what was the input, the animation that is the input, and then the output, which was the action that would be required of me to dodge the attack that was coming up. So, yeah, yeah. it's a it's it's fair. It's yeah. just really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite attack that he does is throwing uh, knives into the wall, who then pull out some machine guns. Yep, uh, the knives pull them out. <laughs> That's um, funny. I like the theming of that. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just you have they're an emergency. You have yeah. to take them out. It seems like they have really easy to dodge attacks, but they will overlap everything else. Yes, uh, really, really tricky. Yeah. Um, the way you know, I've only gotten a flawless on the dragon from doing a clone run or getting uh, the full metal jacket. Um, item, which is an item that automatically uses your blanks. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then stocking up on blanks. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I had like four or five free hits, but he's very hard. He has a second phase, yeah. um, where, uh, he has about a quarter health and then a second phase where his heart pops out is exposed and he sends, um, the screen coming down full of bullets with little holes for you to jump between little circular gaps. Yes. Um, I find that really fun. Like yeah. I, I was just like the first time I saw this, I was like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. like how are, how am I going to do that? And then but, like figuring out like, you know, dodging through, like I thought this very, is very satisfying. Something this spectacular was definitely one of those times where I realized, okay, this like, do not, uh, I think it maybe I, I, I paused it even. I was like, okay, mm. do not let this trick you. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it wants you to think, oh shit. So that you, the, so that you take a hit here and die at the very at the very end you know at the yeah. like right when victory is in sight collect yourself and just figure out because even though it looks impossible there's a there's there's a thing that it wants you to do 
Um, yeah. 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 Once I realized that this ended up becoming a little bit fun, the champion version, when I watched a video of that, like where it becomes like, no, you can't, like you can't do the diagonal dodge, uh, yes. dodge roll through that. Like you have to do a perfect horizontal dodge roll, like taking the velocity of it. Really into account. Hard. Yeah. No, no, thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Extremely hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the advanced dragon is really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, after you beat him, uh, the first time you do, you get the uh, the master, the casing, the final casing or whatever, mm-hmm. to build the bullet. Um, you go into this void, uh, and you can, if you have the bullet, uh, you can go into your character's past mm-hmm. to resolve the uh, their their fate. Yeah. Um, you get kind of a loadout for all these. You don't keep your items, and because of that, they tend to be relatively easy. Yes. You know, these are kind of victory laps. Like, they're not nothing, but it's like you got reset to first floor equipment and you're fighting a new first floor boss. Yes. Is kind of what it feels like. Yeah. This, I mean, especially after the high dragon, like, if your dodging skills are enough for that, they're they're probably going to be enough for this. Yeah. There are a couple of these I had a little bit of trouble with. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, uh, these were all pretty easy and I I got them first try. Their flavor is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, So the Marine is on a doom you know, a doom station where they've created an interdimensional horror, like an accident, like a <laughs> half-life thing yeah. or something. And uh, you come in, you actually have little helpers. And like your mistake was you fled. You're uh-huh. a coward. When you show up, they're like, oh, you came back. Um, and you come back to to fight this, uh, this like alien that kind of warps around summoning uh, imps, like mm-hmm. very explicitly doom imps, and then shooting little slithering waves of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that is your mistake, uh, the, the you know not doing that. The convict uh, goes back in time and actually kills Black Stash, mm-hmm. uh, the gangster. Um, this is a Hotline Miami. Uh, yeah, pastiche. I know. I watched the video of this. That was very cool. Uh, you, like you're fighting on a disco floor. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You do. Uh, and th- this one has like a choice where it's like you know uh, he tells you to give up. He has all his people, and you have an option. It's like flip. You know, flip the table. Or really, you know, screw them and flip the table. Really mm-hmm. screw them and flip the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, so apparently she ran initially. <laughs> right. Um, but you go out on the dance floor and fight uh, in a hotline Miami uh, kind of uh, melee uh-huh. against Black Stash. Um, the pilots is really interesting. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. to see how much this changed. Yeah. It's really creative. Um, it's a it's a shmup. Uh-huh. Like you were an actual little ship. Um, you still have a dodge roll, but you control like a vertical shooter. Yeah. Um, fighting the uh, flagship of the hegemony, uh, you know, dominance of man or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the absolution. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you're taking on the flagship and the accompanying fleet. It's just a, mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool. And I guess his regret was like this. Uh, he also ran. Right. Like the, yeah, uh, everybody his, his, ran. These were yeah, all cowards. Yeah. His friend, you know? uh, his friends were in danger and, uh, he left them to be, uh, obliterated by the absolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, then the hunters, you go back and you fight Dr. Wolf Fang. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wolf. Yeah. Maybe it's Wolf Fang. Yeah. 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 But you're fighting Dr. Wolf's monster. Um, this is yes. like way back in the past. Um, he's like working on this robot and it is, um, kind of like the first boss from, uh, from Wolfenstein. Like he's got a big mm-hmm. uh, television for a head, uh, shoots these scattershot patterns, sometimes swings a sword made out of bullets, which is real fun. Um, and Dr. Wolf yeah. is kind of like running around as a little add on for this. Yeah. Buffing him and stuff. Um, when you go back in the past, you don't have the dog, you have a wolf Yep. Uh, with you. All of these unlock, uh, their character's signature item and then one bonus item. 
mm-hmm. for them. So like if you want to get the dog with another character, once you beat the hunter's past, the dog will just show up in a rotation. Oh, nice. So other characters can have the dog. Yeah. Uh, for example. Um, once you do all four of those, um, that is how you unlock bullet hell and kind of start that, you know, bonus floor. But there are also bonus characters that you unlock. Yeah. Um, that are uh for the most part easy modes, which I really appreciate. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even the robot, which is really hard, is actually like very powerful. Yeah. Um, and the other ones are big leg ups. Yes. So it's like, hey, I prove that I can beat this game. I just mm-hmm. want to have some fun. Yeah. Or play just, in a different way. Yeah. Change like change this. I mean, actually pretty substantially for me. Hugely yeah. substantially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the first one you're likely to unlock is the bullet. Um, so once you've cleared the past, uh, every once in a while, you'll see a red caped bulletkin um, mm-hmm. who won't fight you. Um, he's passive. If you let him live, he'll teleport away. And if you do this five times, you get this character. Um, and his big thing is that he uh, his weapon, his gun, starting gun is the blasphemy, which is a sword. <laughs> yep. Turns it into a hack um, and slash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hack and slash, you know, melee weapons this are really interesting. Uh-huh. Um, like the Zelda sword, if you have full health, it will shoot a beam. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it is a hack and slash, but it destroys bullets. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pretty easy character. Yeah. Uh, to play as. It seems like it'd be very difficult, but he's actually, like, pretty easy. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of the opposite of that scene from Indiana Jones where the guy's whipping the sword around and he shoots exactly. him because he has diarrhea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that's that movie about uh, Harrison Ford getting diarrhea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the other the, leg up uh, you, you get is, things, yeah, you get the live yeah. ammo, which uh, eliminates contact damage uh, while you're dodge rolling specifically. So you can dodge roll into people and, you know, take them out. Yeah, and and all contact damage, so anything that just walks up to you yes. won't hurt you anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and you do quite a bit of damage rolling into enemies, right? And that's because you're a bullet. Yeah, you know, so you're basically uh, shooting them. Uh, the bullet is great. Um, he has a really uh, cool pass, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But the mm. bullet's very fun. Yeah. Um, much harder, uh, but also very powerful is the robot. Yeah. Um, the way you have to do this is you have to take an item uh, to the blacksmith called the busted television, um, which is an active item. Um, that when you, uh, you can throw it, mm-hmm. but you can also drop it into a pit. You have to get this all the way down, uh, very hard yeah. to get this busted television all the way down. And he's very similar to blue baby from Isaac. Um, yeah. and he does not have health. He just has armor. Right. Um, and starts out like the robot's right hand is his gun, uh, has a massive mm-hmm. magazine to it. Um, yes. and, uh, he's also got the ability like this, uh, uh, battery bullets, it's a passive. Uh, it uh, uh, reduces the spread, turns water that he fires bullets over uh, electrified. That's pretty rare mm-hmm. uh, for to be useful, as is the coolant leak, which just lets you spray some water. But like, yes. you know, as you as as you're going, like just the, the the armor ends up being a pretty big deal because anytime you're hit, you uh, you expend the blank effect, right? Yeah. Yep. And and also like you know, health becomes a real premium mm-hmm. with the uh, the robot. But there are items you can get that will give you an armor every floor. Yeah. Um, you can buy armor from the shop frequently. Um, and battery bullets are incredibly good. Um, it reduces spread by 50%. Yeah. So anything with a spread, any shotgun becomes amazing. Nice. With the uh, the robot, um, which is kind of his thing. So he's, he can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the least powerful of the bonus characters, but still, you know, he's like there to mode. show you a different yeah. way to play. Yeah, it's yeah. a mode. Um. I really like uh, the paradox 
mm -hmm. as well. Um, so after you clear a past, uh, cosmic rifts will appear. And if you kill one of those uh, while you, this is active on your, or kill the Lich, who is the boss of Bullet Hell, while these are active, you unlock the Paradox. Um, he costs money to play, but he's like uh, Eden mm -hmm. from Isaac. Um, you get a random gun and a random passive. Yes. Uh, when you play as the Paradox. I mean, put pulled from the starting equipment from the Gungeoneers, right? Uh, well, a random, you get a random starting gun and a random bonus gun. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's not pulled. You can you can end up with anything as oh, your right. bonus item okay. are gone. Yeah. Um, the starting gun is pulled from the Gungeoneers, mm -hmm. um, but everything else. So you might end up getting like the robot's right hand, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and maybe you get something really shitty. Maybe you get something really cool. But yeah. this is the character I end up playing the most as because I like slot machine. Yeah. And the next character is too easy. Gotcha. To play as uh, the next character is definitely just to like. You know, take a lap, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, because you've done all the toughest things in this game, probably. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no real reason to challenge you further yeah. uh, when you play as the Gunslinger, mm -hmm. um, which involves defeating the Lich as the Paradox. Uh, then you go through the whole game as this character. You start over as the Gunslinger. Uh-huh. And then if you uh, defeat the Lich at the end of that, you unlock this character permanently. Right. Um, and this is, the, this is the Lich before he was the Lich. Yeah. Um, that is why you use the paradox to unlock him. Because mm -hmm. uh, so the destroys his past. There's no gungeon. Yeah. Uh, thus solving the game uh, and all the problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you start out with like you have a really good uh, starting weapon. The, the the slinger is what I believe just by mm -hmm. looking at the stats. Extremely accurate. Powerful. At the end of the clip, you'll throw the gun. Mm -hmm. It has a uh, perfect accuracy. So yeah. it actually like aims exactly where you shoot at no spread. Mm. Uh, and then the marquee thing is he starts with Lich's eye bullets, uh, which are one of the most overpowered in the games. Like it's like clone tier. Yeah. Um, whenever you have a gun, it acts as if it has all the synergies. Yeah. Uh, this totally flips the game around. Mm -hmm. Um, many, many D tier guns are the best guns in the game <laughs> with this. Like you don't want to, you know, hold out for the rail cannon, the rail uh -huh. gun, you know, when you have the, um, you know, the flare gun right? with this, uh, it's better than that. Like the mm -hmm. flare gun is an end game weapon yeah. with all these synergies. Um, it's, it's really fun to see all that shit. It's really fun to just stomp the game, mm -hmm. you know, which is basically what you can do with the gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. That seems, you know, almost like a way to see content that you would have missed because it's so dependent on chance later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful. It costs seven to uh, play as him. Okay. So they, they, you know, they, they give you a bit, but at some point those become meaningless. You bought all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, two of those characters have passed. The gunslinger kind of technically does, uh, where you go to bullet hill and you fight a, uh, a double lich. Okay. Fight, uh, which is really tricky. Um, one of the liches is jammed. Oh shit. Um, so, but you're very powerful as the gunslinger. Yeah, like I, suppose, I didn't actually yeah, have that much of that. a problem with, yeah. with them. <laughs> um, the other two past are more creative though. Yeah. Um, the robot is great. Uh, here. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you're fighting the last human. What's, what, what's yeah. his regret for this? Is, is this when he picked up the sword? It's when he didn't, uh, well, the robot never picked up the, the sword. Oh shit. Uh, this you're is the right. robot Sorry. just like, yeah, yeah. didn't, didn't kill the, uh, yeah. Didn't kill the last human, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's Sarah Connor from Terminator. Yeah, it's extremely buff, so it's 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 a Hulkified Sarah Connor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like you're, you're in a muscular Connor. <laughs> you're in an arena. Like it's a it's like a Planet of the Apes execution uh that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, trial by combat kind of thing. Uh she she's got a machine gun, she'll fire a machine, you know, she'll uh, uh bring her flunkies out at you. Um I mm -hmm. just love that theme, you know, the last human on a planet of bullets. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool 
Yeah. Uh, and then the bullets past is uh, linked to the past. Yeah. Um, you fight two uh, chain gunners, then a gun nim, and then cannon. <laughs> uh, and you have the worst version of the blasphemy. You have the unpowered blasphemy, which does not shoot. Okay. Um, so you just have a melee weapon. Oh yeah. Uh, for this uh, and, this and, is pretty hard. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's if, Zelda though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like the the Aghanim fight looked really fun because you're you're slamming the uh, you're you're slamming the projectiles back at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cannon is really tough. Yeah. It's the only pass with two bosses. Um, and cannon is you just have to be very patient. Yeah. You know, to, to fight cannon. I found this very difficult. Yeah. Uh, worth it though to unlock the blasphemy for other characters. Of course. Uh, um, tell me about bullet hell and the lich. Cause this looked like some bullshit <laughs> and it's part yeah, of the, it's, part of the reason why I, I, every, every additional thing seems like it would involve going through this a bunch and I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, bullet hell really sucks. Um, it's worse than the lich. Um, it's, so whenever you get to it, there are three kind of paths, like Darverticula mm-hmm. from the main floor, two of which will end in a dead end and one of which will have the boss. Okay. So you end up having, and there are no treasure rooms. Um, there's a secret room with an evil gun muncher, which I mentioned. Okay. Uh, but it's just a pain because you're not getting any treasure and they're the hardest enemies in the game mm. uh, are here. They're like really cool, like mutated versions of enemies like they're a shotkin that open up and become spiders like their faces open up to show a bunch of guns and then they get (laughs) legs and they scuttle around (laughs) it's like very good and creepy yeah uh but the two things they introduce here are uh lots of bullets that bounce okay lots of bullets that move in a like a very slight wave pattern uh which is actually a huge pain in the ass yeah um and you end up clearing the whole thing without getting power-ups uh, which like at some point someone needs to tell people who make roguelikes like that's what I'm playing for yeah like I want cool powers daddy needs uh, candy you know, Isaac does this too you know gives you takes away your candy in the last few floors yeah uh, give me candy mm-hmm. um, the lich is a three phase boss fight there uh, it's not as hard as the floor mm-hmm. and it's really creative um, it does things like it creates like a uh, a spaceship out of bullets that like does a launch that creates like a big backdraft. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it does a thing where it shoots out. Um, it creates like a huge circle, like a Pac-Man shape of okay. bullets. Uh, and it rotates. So you have to stay in Pac-Man's mouth <laughs> as it kind of rotates around. Like it's really, really neat. Yeah. Um, really creative patterns. Uh, the second phase is a little bit like the, uh, dragon where you, it's at the top. Uh, the, it's, yeah. The top he, gets, of the he gets real big. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third phase, he's back in the, uh, you're back in the first arena. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, not nearly actually as bad okay. as the, uh, the stage leading up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put him at about dragon difficulty. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, then the secret floors, uh, each have a boss and kind of a gimmick. Um, these bosses are interesting, but there's only one per secret floor. Right. You know? Um, so the oubliette, which we mentioned, which is the uh, sewer level. Um, you fight the blobby Lord, which is one of the easiest bosses. It's up there with the, the we gun. Yeah. Um, very easy fires. Bullets that are shaped like blobs or fires spreads. Uh, sometimes we'll duck into a vent mm-hmm. or a, uh, a grate and then explode into small blobs. Okay. Well, that's cute. Um, but very, it, very I mean, cute. it just kind of seems like a, like a boss fight designed to be adorable. Like when we say he shoots blocks or, you know, shoots bullets in pattern shape like blobs. It's like, uh, he's drawing out just a very simple blob enemy. Like there are even eyes and mouths on it, you know, mm-hmm. and they're smiling yeah. like just a, a pretty adorable actually, but not no, hard. Very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, but very, very easy. Uh, this guy, if you take the crust from this floor and put it on the, uh, the 
altar on the second floor, you get to the Abbey of the True Gun, mm-hmm. um, which is full of like priest type enemies. Okay. Um, jammed enemies will appear here and the kind of later enemies. Uh, the cool thing about this is that there are always two secret rooms, um, one of which will always give you an item. Mm. You'll always get a, uh, a synergy chest for beating the boss. Um, we forgot to mention those, but those are chests that uh, will always give you something that synergizes with something that you have. Oh, nice. Well, there, there's um, an NPC who you can use, um, you can spend uh, hegemony bucks and uh, mm-hmm. like get synergy chests off of her, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Just uh, regular money. Mm-hmm. Oh, regular her. money. Okay. The uh, the boss here is really hard though. This is kind of a reference to old King Duran. Yeah, I from, figured. Uh, Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah, the old uh, old King Bullet King <laughs> uh, version, and he's just a really hard, tanky version of the Bullet King. Mm-hmm. Like way trickier attacks. Yeah. Um, very tanky. Like looks, this guy is very very hard to flawless, or you know, even to beat without like a lot of health. Looks like a lot. Yeah. By the time you fight him, you've been through three floors, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like you have three floors of power behind you. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you're, you know, it's a second floor boss, but he is very tricky. Yeah. Um, RNG, which we mentioned, uh, we talked about that earlier. That's really great mm-hmm. with a uh, Gundam voiced by Cam Clark, <laughs> uh, underlined. And then, uh, the most annoying one to me is the resourceful rats layer. Um, you get that nod key, um, and then once you do that, then a uh, certain treasure chest, instead of giving you treasure, will give you an infuriating note. Yeah. Um, this is, these are permanent. You don't mm-hmm. lose them. Um, and they give you the directions once you get down here. So it's kind of like a lost woods kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you have six different rooms you're supposed to go into. If you go in the wrong order, you just reset and get to go to the fourth floor. If you go in the right order, you get to the resourceful rat, which is the hardest boss in the game. Yeah, um, it's cute the way that they code the directions because at the end of each of the um, of the infuriating notes, there's like a little like drawing of a wheel of che- or of a, a wedge of cheese, and the mm-hmm. direction that the wedge of cheese is pointing is the direction that you need to go in the order that yeah. uh, you know in the order that you're given. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, what yeah, makes resourceful uh, rat so hard outside of the final well, phase? <laughs> well, he's a he's a three phase boss. <laughs> Uh, the first phase is like a small boss. Like we haven't really had like a little tiny agile boss. Mm-hmm. Um, really tricky, like throws out these uh, high speed kunais mm-hmm. at you, uh, puts like mouse traps everywhere, um, sends various waves at you. Uh, but the first phase is fine. Mm-hmm. The second phase is what makes it tough where you jump down and he's in a gigantic mech. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's been building with all the stuff he stole from you. <laughs> um, canonically. <laughs> And this is really hard. Some of the hardest patterns okay. to dodge in the game. Um, they're doable, but like it's worth watching a video of this just to see kind of what you can do with bullet hell. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like about this game versus other bullet hell games is that like you can like the, all of these bullet hell things have very obvious safe spaces yes. to stand in. It's just the, the trick of staying in them. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes it's not just reaction. It's not like you know Ikaruga always felt like the bullets were coming out randomly. Yeah, because enemies were were doing them like big spreads of enemies on the screen. This is more like the screen will the environment will take on kind of a, a world state. Mm-hmm. Like this attack is going on now. What does that mean? Well, it means that I have to stay inside these circles that are rotating uh, clockwise around him, and then bounce to circles that are rotating counterclockwise that are safe. Mm-hmm. You know, after they get dangerous, really, really tricky though. Um, and then after this, the game changes into a totally different genre. You get like one second to study the controls and it becomes punch out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you, you do a punch out match with him, um, which is hard because you're on a time limit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because that's also three, like you have to knock them down three times. Yeah. Um, you can block and duck and you can uh, parry him. You can shoot him, you know, like punch out, like shoot him when he's flashing. Okay. Um, and you, uh, this is very difficult. You beat him if you get to this phase. You don't die if you die on this phase. Okay. Uh, he just knocks you out. This determines your rewards, right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. As you punch him, items pop out of him, mm-hmm. uh, which you'll get after this. And then uh, you get keys. The first time you punch him, you get one key. Uh, you get other keys by finishing him off with a, a star punch, which okay. works the same way as, as punch out. And if you flawless him and do all the rounds with star punches, you'll get all six keys. Gotcha. Uh, you go down to the uh, his little lair uh, where he does this very, very long tragic soliloquy to you, which is very funny, talking about how disadvantaged he is and, like, why he has to steal and stuff. <laughs> um, and he has four chests that have his, like, four signature items okay. in them, which are all really good. Um, the uh, His boots give you coyote time. Oh. Um, so when you run over a ledge, they're like cartoon boots. So okay. you, you know, you, you don't fall right away. It's not quite flying, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a sack, which when you roll through a bullet, it collects it in the sack. And then once you have a mat, like you can unleash them. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. Uh, the partially eaten cheese, which is shaped like Pac-Man, Pac-Man that uh-huh. turns you into a cheese Pac-Man, uh, which is invincible in its ability, and you can eat enemies. And then my favorite thing, which is his gun, the uh, it's it's a pun between Eliminator and uh, the cheese, like Elementaler. Okay. Whatever that's mm-hmm. called. Okay. But is there, there's like a word for Swiss cheese. Uh, but it's an unlimited uh, ammo gun that cheeses up enemies. But they get covered in cheese. <laughs> cheeses them up. And then they, they <laughs> like cheese them up. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, as somebody might get cheesed up. Okay. Even meatballed. Um, and this is just incredibly powerful and unlimited ammo. What, what's the effect uh, of being cheesed up? I mean, you're doing damage while this is oh, happening, obviously. Oh, okay. And when you die, you explode into cheese on the ground that will cheese up other enemies. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it's like a like a big cheese uh, nacho explosion. If you get all four, you get the resourceful rat transformation, which makes the resourceful rat no longer steal your stuff. That's pretty underwhelming, actually. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not it's not super good. It's yeah. also somewhere in there you get his. Uh, I think when the first time you beat him, you get uh, his ring, and that's really cool because it allows you to drop one item on a floor, and he exchanges it. Oh, okay. so it's basically like a reroll that you can do once per floor. Oh, nice. Um, this is also where you can find the, uh, the dragon sapling, like a little baby dragon and he's in a, a, a cell. Um, you have to, you can unlock the cell. You can also feed him through the bars. You have to feed him, I think three items, okay. including you can feed him the resourceful rat. Like you can kick his, kick him down as he's like begging you, you can feed him <laughs> to the dragon. Okay. And this gives you a little baby dragon that follows you, which you then need to, uh, bring to the final dragon fight. And what happens? Uh, to do the high, well, that's how you get the advanced. Dragon, oh, gotcha. Okay. Get the super version. Uh, is incredibly tough. Hmm. Um, probably tougher than the, the resourceful rat. Yeah. Um, and also a pain to do. Yeah, I mean, sounds sounds pretty hard to keep up. I mean, you it's hard enough to keep stuff. yourself alive. Yeah, and then you got to keep yeah. the other thing alive too. Well, it, it can't die. It oh, just kind of like it, yeah. it, it blocks bullets. Uh, for you, you maybe before he becomes that thing, you have to have an egg and you have to put it in lava. Oh man, be, that's get him. like there's really there's complicated. Lots of tricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, tons of like little little tricks. Yeah. So, yeah, hmm. um, yeah, and that's uh that's Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, that's Enter the Gungeon. Um, a very good game that I admire, but I'm probably not going to play again. Um, I get it. Yeah, 
<laughs> like, like for, for me, like roguelikes are either like, I'm going to play this until I'm totally exhausted or I'm going to play it until I feel like I've beaten it. Okay. And they're roughly like one-to-one. Like I, I played into the breach until I was exhausted. I played this until I was exhausted. I played Isaac until I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then like something like dead cells or, um, Hades. God, Hades. Yeah. I just kind of played until, or slay the spire. Uh-huh. Like I played until like, I was like, Oh, I've seen the ending. Yeah. Like I got it, you know, and I was fine walking away from it. And I think mm-hmm. that that's actually one of the things I like about the genre yeah. is that it's kind of up to you when you're done with it. Right. So. Yeah. And it just, there, there's something about the structure for me that just like it, uh, it, it, it clangs against like either my motivation or, uh, yeah, yeah. It clangs against what would normally motivate me. Like I get real, I get real motivated by like new, new content. I understand you're seeing a lot of content when you get new stuff in this or when you go to a new floor, but I, I don't know. They're like, I need to feel like I am making progress and that is often, that is often not really apparent to you when you're in the middle, uh, in the middle of this. And when you combine that with um, playing it for a show, it does end up being a little bit uh, like, ah, it's, it's like having bugs in your brain uh, a, a, yeah. a, a little bit, uh, you know, but also like, that's why even though I like and respect like dead cells, like that's a really good, you know, Castlevania, like I'm not necessarily playing that for fun. I think that Hades is a beautiful game. Probably, you know, like I, I, played enough of it and i'm like yeah i i I feel like i've got this but i'm not motivated to see the end of this um it's really it kind of grabs a different kind of gamer psychographic yeah like one of the things i was thinking about a lot because we're doing monster train after this and trying to you know when i saw people in the slack who were like uh bounce off of this and i was like well you know one of the things i want to do during this episode is explain the appeal yeah of uh the genre to me and unfortunately i have this like shitty head cold and i feel like i've been (laughs) uh, a little slow in the head but one of the things about it is it does, this is what Overwatch is to me. Okay. You know, like people who want to play Overwatch, which is the same game over and over, and they want to get the dynamic challenge and the the permanence of that game yeah. through fighting people, mm-hmm. um, you know, having a different opponent every time and having that challenge. For me, this scratches that same itch as a short play session, um, iterative progression, yeah. um, but I don't have to deal with people yeah you know, that's a just, pretty big just, selling point yeah it's huge like uh-huh. i never want to play video games with a human that fucking sucks <laughs> uh you know so this is uh i get to kind of go through make a little bit of progress yeah see you know new stuff and have this feeling that like oh this is my before bed game that takes 45 minutes and i know it yeah you know i'm gonna play it before bed every night for like a summer mm-hmm. and eventually like start checking things off a list but until then i'm just engaging with it as a toy that yes. also has this progression to keep me coming. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't have to learn how to play Rocket League, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which, like, is a cool game that I admire, but I have no interest in. Like, I'm always going to be interested, more interested in, you know, me versus a programmer, uh-huh. you know, or versus a set challenge versus me versus, like, a person. Yeah. No, like, I, I can totally understand that. I think for I think that for me, the... The, the the comfort that I derive out of being familiar with you know with it that does not outstrip kind of the the the, the frustration at a lack of apparent progress um even yeah. if I, even if I understand that I'm like improving the meta like I don't know just uh maybe I take failure harder uh in in these maybe it just feels like I am throwing too much time into it for not for not enough to get out of it 
and it's probably like an ex- an expectation thing. It just the, the that that sense of comfort is not is not something I derive uh, when I yeah. when I fire one of these up. You know, and I, I don't envy you doing it for the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're doing the next episode we're doing is Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is yeah. something that would play so much better if I wasn't doing it for the show. Yeah, and I was you know and I was twenty two years old or whatever <laughs> and could just like hang out in it. Yeah. Um, the reason why, you know, these roguelikes, like, you know, we're doing monster train, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, I started playing that. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to play this until I get to the slay the spire point. Easy. Yeah. This is so extremely my shit. Like I'm in. Yeah. And also, I mean, I just also through throwing this out there as a, as a may, you know, mea culpa or, you know, caveat, uh, you know, <laughs> enter the gungeon is really, really hard. Like it's not as hard mm-hmm. as it looks and you, you know, you definitely do, you know, it's not insurmountable, right? I got to a point where I could, you know, pretty consistently get to if, you know, if not the, 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 the fifth floor, at least I would, you know, hit up against a hard wall on the third or I would, you know, peter out on a boss in the fourth right like yeah that then you know like that like, i feel like i grew that that what that was a lot of growth in that but like it's also just a type of game like uh bullet hell's hard like i didn't mind yeah the, uh, i didn't mind you know doing the uh uh peaceful run and and undertale like that, that that's okay like i'm fine with that but like mm-hmm. this is this is rough uh monster train it's a different kind you it's know. a strategy game. Yeah, it's a strategy game, you know. So like and you have it, it is not dependent on it is not dependent on me being capable of dodging and like uh, assessing these patterns, you know. So no, like same thing with End of the Breach. Like yeah. eventually you will do or you you could just play Slay the Spire. Yeah. Which is similar, you uh-huh. know, perfect information strategy games. Like the roguelike structure, like tying mm. that meta progression, yeah, uh, and kind of a variety of ways to play, like playing it, having a short run that is different every time. Yeah. Like, you know, it might be if you're popping on to play Overwatch or Left 4 Dead or something. Right. Onto different genres is one of my favorite things that has happened in games. Uh-huh. Um, you know, very obvious, like since I'm, you know, a big Isaac guy, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I really, you know, if Isaac was just a game with a beginning, middle, and end, I would not like it as much. Mm-hmm. And depends kind of on the game, right? Like we talked about that oh, with Dead yeah. Cells. Like I really wanted Dead Cells just to be a game. <laughs> yeah. Like very badly. I think that uh-huh. the control scheme on that worked better. Mm-hmm. And there are ones that don't work for me. Like everybody I know, it, like it would make tons of sense for me to love Spelunky. Yes. Like, and Spelunky I think is very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that like there's not enough like toys in it. Like it takes a while to get the toys. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to feel toys. Um, and it just kind of doesn't, doesn't click with me or like nuclear throne, which you mentioned, which I think is harder than this. Yeah. It's shorter, but that game is really fucking hard. <laughs> um, and you're meant to do like really brief, like 10 minute runs mm-hmm. and that where you're just dying and dying and dying. Yeah. Um, this kind of middle, like 45 minutes to an hour for a run, some slowdown, some tactical kind of long-term decision-making in terms of like shops and economies, mm-hmm. yeah. things like that is very appealing to me. Yeah. It just, yeah, hits my, hits my wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's probably important to, you know, to say it, even though it is pretty obvious, like the roguelike structure attached to a kind of game, you kind of have to enjoy the kind of game that it's attached to. Totally. You know? Yeah. And you know, either one can make up for the other one. Yeah. Like if you're not a roguelike guy, I still think you should play into the breach because into the breach is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, you know, that is one of the best games we've done for the show. Hands down. Yeah. Like very easy. Uh, and it is a strategy game. Like if you're a strategy fan, you'll like into the breach, even though it does have meta progression and roguelike, you know, permadeath kind of elements. Yeah. Yeah. To it. You know, like I, I thought of another one that, um, I just, it, it, it doesn't come up a lot in discussions of these, but like, I love FTL. Right. 
Yeah. You know, as, as a, you know, the, 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 that particular kind of strategy game, um, kind of the moment to moment kind of deal. Yeah. So, you know, yes, you have to, you have to kind of sing with the basic kind of game that, that, that this is. And just, this is, you know, not just mechanic-y, but like it very demanding of you. Yes. Um, you know, you have to rise to meet it in a way that uh, is really high risk, high reward for how you're going to spend your time with it. You know? Yeah. It, it taps into my, you know, souls like pattern recognition yeah. part. And we talked a lot about, you know, we do a, do a whole show on Dark Souls and we talk mm-hmm. a lot about how, for me, Dark Souls has kind of ceased to become about that you know, or i would have clicked harder with Sekiro. like dark souls is more right. about newness for me mm-hmm. and that kind of novelty but to me uh into the gun enter the gungeon has a it hits that balance of like i want to learn these patterns yeah and fight these bosses mm-hmm. at the right level for me yeah you know like the controls feel good and it's the right level of difficulty whereas i have no interest in doing that in like devil May like mastering them or mastering Sekiro bosses, really. Mm-hmm. I want to scrape by those. Yeah. Whereas something about the way this controls and the flavor, the music, and like the possibility space is just a place I want to be in long enough to learn those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not for everybody. I don't, I don't blame anybody. The, the, uh, the, there there is it. so much here to like, and there's so much here to pull you forward. You know, yeah. um, even just like getting to the next joke is really is really good. There's a density. There's a there, there's a density of joy in this that is you know may, it's it's not too bitter of a pill to you know feel mm-hmm. like you have like botched a run you know because yeah. you probably well, you probably saw something delightful all, all along the way. Yeah, and you know as we talk about a lot, like each you know you decide when you're done. Yeah. With a game like you, Cole, who beat the dragon, that's a total, that's 100% valid. Like I would never, if you didn't, I wouldn't say that wasn't valid, Right. but like that is an ending for the game. Yeah. You know, like the rest of the stuff is bonus. That's there. If you want to keep exploring, mm-hmm. you know, it even says after you do that, like you go back to the past, go yeah. back to the breach and it's like, you got killed by nothing. You did mm-hmm. great. <laughs> and then the final little postscript is it says, but the dungeon still contains mysteries. Yes. Like to me, that is, you know, letting you know, like, do you want to keep up with this? Yeah. You know, you can, but mm-hmm. if, if people, you know, if they like, uh, twin stick shooters, if you like action games, mm-hmm. um, give this a shot. And if you play it for 20 hours and get to the dragon once or beat the dragon once, like mm-hmm. that's, and you don't want to, you're not compelled. That's great. You yeah. did it. You know, <laughs> you, you, had, you got another game on your, uh, under your belt. Yeah. 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 So thank um, you, Lucian, uh, for getting me, for getting me to engage with this. I will forgive you for making me play a roguelike for the show. <laughs> I, I so <laughs> felt like I did. I, I, I felt like I came into this completely unprepared. I, I did not feel like I had my, 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 the, the ground under my feet on this. Hopefully I did. Okay. On a, uh, Oh, you did, you did great. Yeah. You know, on, on a, a vague sense of like looking at stuff that we've talked about for the year, the things that we have on docket mm-hmm. for the year. Like 2021 is the year of the Gary game and the Cole game, respectively. <laughs> like there's definitely going to be things that we both like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's, uh, there's some stuff that is definitely like, man, this is a Gary ass game and man, this is a Cole ass game. Yeah. So uh, if you're, if you're looking for conflict, baby, ding, ding. <laughs> I think it's all stuff that we'll both like. If, if you're looking for the conflict of one person loving something and the other person admiring it, <laughs> you know, watch out. Cause sparks will fly. Yeah. Um, you know, so, <laughs> oh geez um, yeah um yeah if you have anything to say about enter the gungeon um you can hit us up by the 15th 
of January. Yep. Um, that's when we'll be doing responses. Um, or if you have anything to say about uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is our premium episode for this mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Um, which means that everyone gets the generalities, but the full episode is for patrons. Yeah. Uh, you become a patron at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yeah. Uh, you can also do that if you have thoughts about Return of the Oberdim. Um because that, 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 that also is in this batch here as well. Uh, we're going to read those responses in the dispatch episode coming out the last week mm-hmm. of the, uh, of the, of the month. Um, you know, that's when we do like a question and answer and we talk about a, a longer topic and read your responses. Um, if you have thoughts about February's games, uh, which I have to pull up here, uh, which are monster train, uh, the last of us and the premium episode there is the outer wilds, uh, which I've already, I've done a little bit of that. And that is a cold ass game. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, then the deadline for that is, uh, the 15th of February. Yes. And we'll be announcing March's games uh, during the dispatch this month. Yep. Um, if you want to sponsor a game, you do that at the Patreon as well. Yep. Um, we're booked out a few months, but there's definitely space, mm-hmm. uh, for you. Um, and you can also help us out by leaving ratings or reviews on Apple podcast or uh, podcast addict. Yep. Uh, we appreciate those and telling your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends, you know, the backlog is probably intimidating, but there's no need to listen from the beginning. Uh, we, I know people who do that, that, that is not the intended use case. If you're talking to friends about it and they say, man, it seems like a lot. Um, you know, if you know that they, uh, <laughs> if you know that they really, really like a particular game, uh, and you, and, uh, you have listened to the episode and know that we're not taking a shit on it uh send them send them uh an episode that uh they about a game that they know about or care about and yeah. uh yeah. yeah we don't always like everything yes you know and there's also you know if you're expecting this to be a, a catalog ranking of all the guns or whatever in this game no that's not what we do no uh but you know they might like what we do yeah um you know apologies for being fuzzy headed during this as well there might be a couple weird edits as well because uh we got out of sync a bunch of times because i was coughing and hacking up stuff yeah uh little trivia very early on in this episode uh i coughed up something oh and didn't have uh so see go back to the episode and see if you can find the place <laughs> where uh in the background i'm trying to figure out what to do about that and you'll be pleasantly surprised wait um <laughs> was was that was that during the break when i asked you are you okay <laughs> <laughs> uh no it actually it was it was a stealth oh yeah it was a stealth mission yeah no 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 it just it didn't make any sound Ooh. <laughs> so that'll give you some clues as to the texture and nature of the thing that came out of my body it's fucking yuck man um, oh, i know dude I it go, sucks i need I, to go eat dinner like I'm, so, I'm sorry that happened to you but i mean sorry or congrats yeah. or congrats um but anyway so apologies for being a little bit off my game today people and lucian <laughs> uh and uh, uh and yeah geez. thanks everybody what should they uh, watch out for until next time uh they should watch out for regrets